Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 15 of the Kickout Crew. I am James Ilcori, obviously, and uh, we want to thank everybody for the positive feedback. I know we're coming a little bit late, but hey, it was a hell of a fucking weekend last weekend. You had StarCast, SummerSlam, Rick Blair's last match. I mean, we know that uh, Adam and Rosie were there, but we're going to get to that later. But uh, sorry we're coming to you late and delayed, but hey, we're kicking out of two. We ain't taking a pin on this episode. That being said, I'm going to go ahead and uh, shoot on down to B-Rad. And uh, Brad, uh, how you doing this week? Ah, just doing fantastic. There was some big news. Was there not some big news? Now, I know I'm a little late to the party, but the big news is this. Can everybody hear it? Oh, yeah, that is Rocky Balboa. Do you want to know why? Because the underdog, the underdog, the Philadelphia underdogs are going to get WrestleMania. Oh, fuck me running. Are we coming to Philadelphia? Coming to Philadelphia. Boy, I have the dates written down here. April 6th and 7th, 2024. WrestleMania 4-0 coming to the Lincoln Financial Field in beautiful Philadelphia. Now, as Brad Stanton, and only as Brad, I will be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I already put my vacation days in. So. Get a sweet. Something. <laughs> that would be sweet. That something be I wanted bad. to mention. Something I wanted to mention that happened to me in April of 2017. You lost your virginity? hey wow. I think it grew back and I lost it again. Boom. I'm going through that now. It's okay. <laughs> so back in the day, my, well, we still do it. We have what's called a, a subscription to the Walnut Street Theater. My wife and I, we go, we see five plays a year. I like the theater. I admit it. I broaden my horizons. I'm not just wrestling. So we go to five shows a year at the Walnut Street Theater. They're on Fridays, usually the premiere. However, we can't always get there on the day that the original date. So she says to me, hey, you doing anything? April 2nd on a Sunday. I'm not even listening, okay? I'm not even listening to what the fuck she's saying. Yeah, whatever, hon. I mean, this is a month away. I'm fine. So, well, April 2nd gets there. And guess what? I'm getting my shit together because guess what day that is? It's WrestleMania. <laughs> so I'm ordering my food. I'm getting my clothes, everything laid out in the TV ready. It's like four o'clock. I hadn't seen her all day. She walks in. She goes, hey, just give me about 15 minutes and uh, I'm ready. I'm like, great. She's like, no, we got to go. I'm like, go, go where? She goes, Walnut. I'm like, the Walnut for what? She goes, our play, we rescheduled for today. I'm like, it's fucking live WrestleMania. She goes, well, I asked you. I'm like, oh, shit. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't watch a whole lot of wrestling live nowadays. I watch most of it on DVR. But WrestleMania, I watched a lot. Especially back then on a Sunday, okay? Well, I, there's no way out of this, okay? There's no way out of this. She's, getting, she's got a dress on. I got to go. This thing starts at 7. I'm like, oh, freaking A. So we drive down, and get, and it's not just any play. So there's five plays. Some of them are good, some of them aren't. It's called The Importance of Being Earnest. It's an Oscar Wilde play called The Importance of Being Earnest. I love Earnest. It was a great movie. <laughs> yeah, Ernest Moral. Well, yeah, that guy was great. Jim Barney. Yeah. So Ernest Stupid Stupid was my favorite. We're the youngest people there. Now, keep in mind, I'm 40, 41 at the time. <laughs> we're the youngest people there, and I'm sitting there. And if anybody has seen the importance of being earnest, it is two guys in a chair talking and with British accents, just talking and talking. And I'm like, 
Oh my gosh, I'm missing the first match. Oh my gosh, I'm halfway through the first match. I don't even know what the fuck these guys are talking about. So I'm ready. You should I, have ready pulled the fire alarm. Why didn't you pull the fire alarm? Ready to call it. She looks at me and she says, what the hell are they talking about? I'm like, let's get the hell out of here. So we get up, we drive home about 110 miles an hour, and I am home <laughs> by that third match. So I learned my lesson. Listen, listen to you first, listen to your wife when she talks, because you never know what you're agreeing to. And Amen. second is make sure you have your WrestleMania plans mapped out. And in 2024, they are mapped out. I told her, just know now, know now, I got plans that weekend. I have plans. You got yeah, the guest room ready for us? Huh, whatever you want, pal. Whatever you want. We're all all five of us. Let's go like a bunch Let's of frat it. guys. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. I'm down. What you got, Adam? Yeah, what do you got? What's the biggest surprise in that story? The fact that Brad didn't listen to his wife? Or the fact that Brad goes to plays? Because that shit don't surprise me at all. <laughs> uh, he's sophisticated. He's an East Coast guy. They're uh, uppity. Right. <laughs> so having WrestleMania come to Philly and being all excited about it is like me getting excited. WrestleMania's coming to Birmingham. Hey, yeah, 2027. Right. I'm as surprised as all of you, okay? I'm as surprised as all of you. Devin, uh, could you go? If I miss, oh, would you have a honeymoon to plan? That'll be after the wedding. So, yeah, we can plan that. Oh, my God. You're done after the wedding, bro. You're done. Yeah, you're right. I'll probably be done with everything after the wedding. He'll probably be having his first kid. Yeah, and she'll be knocked the day up the by baby's then. Born. Oh, yeah, that's true. You oh, the baby's going to well, be born in eight months. The baby. Eight months, the baby's going to be born. Yeah, we can't exactly. go to WrestleMania. If I have a baby born on WrestleMania, I'm naming it Hulk Hogan. In the suite in Philadelphia? <laughs> Just first name? First Hulk name, Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Dowling. Then a middle name in Dallas. <laughs> Ridiculous. No, well, hey, uh, hey, Devin, Devin, why don't you uh, get a little sophisticated and take your wife's last name when you guys get married? Why would I do that? I know somebody. Uh, whoa, that is that. bigoted, sir. How dare you? No, yeah. okay, okay, okay. No, in we my head. We just did a deep dive into women's wrestling. And you're going to speak hatred like that. Unbelievable. It came why out wrong. I love Erica's last name. It is Briggs. I want to use the name Briggs as a first name for a boy someday. Okay. Well, you do know what like uh, Briggs and Stratton, or what? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> good work. You do know what DDP's wife's name is, right? Page. Yes, Page. Page. <laughs> oh, I did not Page know that. <laughs> you know a Holly, Holly, and a Joseph, Joseph. Hey, there's like, no, oh. no lie. I know a girl that uh, she got married. Yeah, she ain't listening for sure. Yeah, she got married, <laughs> and I believe. She hyphenated her name and he took her last name. And he's in the service too. We I mean, actually, I know not to say anything bad about in the that, service. I mean, yeah, must, well, <laughs> you figure stereotypical, you know. But yeah, he took her last name and I believe hers is hyphenated. And we I'm have a mutual that friend that he took his wife's last name. We all That's do. Right. It's yeah, progressive. If you, know, if you know, you know. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I would want to know. Maybe you could type it on the screen. Oh, um, maybe not. Maybe not. Suckers got to know. I gotta know. It's Adam. His last name wasn't from Bama. This is why. What? It's not. That's my married name. <laughs> so anyway, oh, hopefully you guys good. can be there. 2024. It's right around the corner. God, I'd rather. <laughs> of rather course, watch. I'll be there. Do they cater with like horse feces and like yinglings? I promise you this. Don't come dressed as Sam. Lining kugels or whatever. Is it at Lincoln Financial? Yeah, that's the link. 
I'd like to oh, go well, there. I was going to sing Fly Eagles Fly, James, but... Yeah, you were going to get fly. muted. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, we got a long fucking three months coming up. Uh, let's uh, let's not start at least until yeah. after Top Gun weekend. Oh, freaking hey. But, anyway. uh, you know, that is a trip coming up in a month, but uh, we need to talk about the trip that just happened with two of our very own, Rosie and Adam. I don't know how y'all want to, uh, you know, get down with the get down on the weekend. But, uh, man, take us away. Saw the pictures, saw the videos. Looks like you guys have fun. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah, I went, I went to Starcast. Yeah. Action-packed weekend. Action-packed. Fucking yeah. A. I had a great time. I mean, all the people I got to meet and everything. But uh, the coolest thing I actually got to watch personally was... Uh, friend of ours, Joey Carr. Y'all yep. know Joey. Um, he got to meet Lawler, Soraya, and Mick Foley. So uh, when he got to meet Mick Foley, he had a few things to get signed. So me, Irish Adam, and Joey were right there talking to Mick Foley. Well, Mick Foley was talking. We were listening. <laughs> and uh, Mick Foley is asking Joey a couple of questions and talk, asking him about his fandom and whatnot. And Joey mentions, yeah, I tried to get a cameo before, but I, it won't be covered if I get it. He says, I'll tell you what, where's your phone? Joey hands him his phone. He says, how do you work the video on this thing? <laughs> so we set the video for him. And my, some of y'all might have seen it on Facebook already. Mick Foley takes the phone, looks at Joey, says, when's your birthday? He said, April. I can't remember exactly what it was. He says, okay. Front of, I mean, Mick Foley's got this huge double line. He sits back, looks at Joey, starts singing happy birthday to Joey. And Joey's just lots of, I've never seen this guy light up so much. Just, when Mick Foley's singing, he's kind of looking at me and Adam, and then looking back at Joey, and Joey's just smiling. I mean, like nothing I've ever seen. And seeing him do that was probably the coolest thing I got to see last weekend. Because that's something he didn't have to do. That's $125. He just said, hey, I want to save you that overpriced charge. I'll give you one right now. Saying happy birthday to him and everything. And uh, I think it really meant a lot to Joey. So that, that just tells you how good of a friend, how good of a person Mick Foley is. So that's that was so the cool. highlight of my weekend. I love Rick Mick Foley. I love him. I love him. He's a great guy. He's genuine. That is great to yeah. hear. I did watch the video. I'm sure all of you guys did too. It was great to oh, see yeah. Definitely yeah. for sure. Thank you for sharing that, Adam. Coach, tell Rosie. us about Ric Flair. What are we Rosie, doing? you want to get down? I mean, you fucking had <laughs> a big-ass weekend, man. <laughs> yeah, it was a big weekend. Uh, StarCast was great. Uh, I'll start with the matches first. We had we had three full wrestling cards at StarCast. Started off with Black Label Pro, went to GCW, and then we had New Japan. I'd never been to a New Japan match. Moxley... Um, main evented the New Japan, and he main evented the GCW match. Plus, we had FTR. Um, they didn't defend their titles. They were in a trios match. They wrestled as well. It was like being at an all-out. It was like being at a WrestleMania. Anybody and everybody that was in town in Nashville was there at StarCast. The Ric Flair uh, last match card, the whole evening, magical. Undertaker walking in, no joke. I put this on my kids and my wife. 
I got eye contact with Undertaker, and for some reason there was a quiet moment. <laughs> I said, Undertaker, you're the man, and he just went like this to me. I pointed right at me, and I just, I just melted, just melted. Uh, it was tremendous. Uh, Mike Kyoto, when he got kicked, fell right into my lap. That was hilarious. Everything was great. When Mance won the, the bunkhouse stampede, I just happened to have a fathead of Mance. There you go right there. Um, and it was just tremendous. I got a, a, they handed me a PAPS because they had about four or five uh, cases of PAPS Blue Ribbon because the whole thing was GCW did a, a wolf pack invasion. Because if you look closely, they were all wearing red GCW shirts like it was the invasion. It was amazing. I mean, we'll talk more about it. Uh, you know, every wrestler was so <laughs> kind to all the fans. We had um, we had just the best time. Everybody had the best time. The stage shows were great. The comedy at the roast was great. Um, we finally got to meet Allison and uh, met Andrew and we and Adam and I met a lot of people from ad free shows that we'd never seen before. So it was it was. Uh, Conrad said the ECW one night stand was his best best wrestling weekend of his life. The one that I was just on was the best wrestling weekend of my life. Uh, a lot of tears shed when I got back on the plane and just thinking about things. It was it was so special. Uh, I don't think it could be duplicated. I want to I want to see what Top Gun Weekend does to to truck that. Uh, it's gonna, gonna be hard. That's okay. That's okay. We're still gonna have a good time. They're not gonna. Try. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> well, I mean, we also. I just want to give a shout out to old Pond Water Man because uh, that was the coolest shit. Like, because when he was repping the uh, Von Eric and Briscoe match, Shivani on commentary is like, "You know, he was attacked by a goose," and they gotta like relive <laughs> that whole thing. And I'm like, man, they're just putting out Pond Water like that, you know. And then come to find out, like, Palmwater gets his fucking sting moment, you know, when Shivani's like, it's Dave or Super Dave or Palmwater Dave or whatever he says. Like, he gets his scream moment and Palmwater gets to come in. Our dude, Palmwater, and get the three count for Ric Flair's last match. Like, what more That's can awesome. you ask for as a ref, especially a guy like right. that is such a fan like A tan like ref. We could ask for a tan ref. <laughs> well, and according to some other ex-refs, they, they could have been more in shape, but yeah, whatever. Round but, uh, is a shape, all right? I hate to tell you. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, man, to get uh, the three count on Ric Flair's last match, when you have a wall dedicated to the dude, like with all the shit, you know, all the merch and everything. Oh, man, I was really happy for Palmwater. Uh, Rosie was front row, had that cardboard cut out of Mance when he won, watching the reactions of him and uh, Mark James, you know? I think yeah. Coach was on the damn Ric Flair uh, show more than Ric Flair was. <laughs> right? I really... There's a point when uh when Mike Kyoto's out and Ric Flair covers, I believe it was Jay Lethal. He, the camera zooms right in on Coach and he's counting. It's like the fifth or sixth count and Coach is just counting right there. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I watched it back. That 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 was a good one. And Ricky, uh, when Ricky Morton came out, I I popped for him. Uh, you know, the every diamond cutter dude tripped me out. That was really really awesome. And then seeing everybody's reaction in the stands for that. Oh. I'll tell you who the all-star of the weekend was other than Mick Foley. I finally got to meet John Alba. And I swear every time I even walked close by him, he stopped, yep. talked, and he had time for us. No matter what he was doing, he stopped, had time for us, chatted, and it just 
I mean, just over the top, all-star guy. Thanked us for being at the Mount Hardy uh, panel because everybody done went to the Ric Flair show. So a few of us stayed back, and he personally come off the stage to come to us. Thank you guys for staying. I really appreciate it. And it just means a lot, man. Just something he ain't got to do. He's a solid guy. Yeah, I'm, I was really happy for you guys that you guys got to be there. Unfortunately, some of us didn't, but we live vicariously through you for sure. <laughs> Well, let's do it. All six of us wanted the uh, any event, even if it's an indie event with 400 people. Let's all sit front row one time. The kickout crew, we're gonna have a hell of a time. You know, uh, this is. Devin, uh, can you put it on your schedule, Devin? Right. Hey, that seems a lot more affordable than a Top Guy weekend. So probably. Yeah, I was letting a you stay in my ticket. room. That's <laughs> all you need for Top Guy weekend. Yeah, all you needed was a plane. <laughs> freaking jerk off. <laughs> Coach was giving you a wristband. I'm giving you a wristband. I said you can sleep in my room, just no sex after 10. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> after 10 p.m. or 10 a.m.? Either. <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? So who watched it on Fight TV? Did any of y'all get to watch it on Fight? Yes. That's how I watched it. Yeah, that's how we watched it. When, whenever they debuted the new uh, championship belt, when Josh Chernoff and John Apple was standing there and uh, Cardona was talking and he said something about, y'all need to sell us y'all cell phones or something like that. That was my phone going off. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was. I was like, oh shit, he looked right at me and said, sell us your phone. I walked Represent, off. Represent, man. We're representing the kickout crew. Nice. <laughs> I, I didn't even cut it off on silent. I just walked away. I, was, I got scared. Ah. And I want to thank Conrad and Evan. Every top guy that went to uh, top guy uh, to Starcast got this beautiful Ric Flair last match wrestling buddy. You got one or no? You yeah. didn't get yours. I got one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. What are they going for <laughs> right now? <laughs> right? Is that one motherfucker trying to sell it? Probably. Uh, <laughs> you know? That's not bad for no slap, Nick. Hopefully, we don't get any emails from Evan, huh? For real. <laughs> oh, I promise you, we won't get an email from Evan. Hey, whoever that is, and if you listen, we're definitely going to be able to point you out at Top Guy Weekend. Yeah, so We don't know you, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to stick out like a sore thumb. It's just, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, uh, good stuff about old, uh, old Nate. Uh, I will say uh, it was cool to, you know, see my friends right there front row, especially when the lights go off and, you know, everybody's just wooing. And they even uh, uh, Crockett, Crockett says something like, uh, oh, he's about to be like, kind of like, he's about to come out. And Shivani's like, no, nah, man, make him wait. Make him wait. It's fucking your last match. Make him wait. <laughs> but, you know, to hear that theme and see him walk out, I, I can only imagine what it was like to be there live. It was amazing. It was amazing. And and when, uh, when Pond Water ran out, Man, you would you heard every ad free show member in the building go absolutely apeshit. So we were all spread out through the, the building, and you can hear every section. Oh, what a, that was awful. <laughs> because a lot of us thought it was going to be, um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, Tommy Young. Everybody yeah. thought Tommy Young was going to come in, and everyone was like, oh, Tommy's coming, Tommy's coming. Or have he coming. But nope. It was the man, the myth, the legend. He's changed his name now. He's no longer Pond Water. He's, he's, that's been deleted. He's going back to Super Dave. That was his original name. Super Dave Miller, 
the greatest ref out there. He is now the answer to a trivia question. Who was the referee that counted the final three count for Ric Flair? That could never be taken away. So what does he do now? Does he go back to Mississippi to referee matches? He's Hall of Famer. That's true. He sure is. But I think that is what Shivani was like. It's Paul Water or not Paul Water. He's like, it's Super Dave. I think that's what Shivani's call was. That would that would be my last referee match. Oh, straight up. <laughs> what, it'd be like me coming back to Alabama. All right, let's go to Boa as a referee match. And then uh, I was blessed enough to be backstage and to see Denovius give Pon, uh, Super Dave that chair. That was a very sentimental moment because those chairs were uh, hard to come by. And uh, they, they didn't have any. There was a limited number. It was just for the people that were sitting there. Uh, so he got a chair. And that was very important to him because he's going to add that to his collection. Yeah. Love it. Which brings us to our uh, show topic, I believe, Brad. Is that true? Oh, it sure is. Hey, what are we talking about today? Well, what have we been talking about since the show started? What is it? Woo! Ric Flair. We're Thank talking about Ric Flair. Now, as you just heard, if you are not a wrestling fan, Ric Flair's last match was this weekend. Like we said, Coach was there. Adam was there. But it wasn't Ric Flair's first time he had last matches. So, as the genius James Elkerai came up with, hey, wouldn't it be something if we covered Ric Flair's other two last matches? Well, freaking hell yeah. So that's what we're doing today. We are covering Ric Flair's other two final matches. So, take it away, James. Well, thank you there, Brad. I'm going. <laughs> I feel like I'm at a family reunion with those actors. We haven't been together in a while, everybody. It's been a couple oh, weeks, and uh, we're very, very excited to be together. At least I am, as you can tell. Me too. Well, uh, <laughs> is it time to get to the first of the last? I give it a hell yeah. <laughs> See now, if you look at Mike Whitaker, the face he has now can be happy, sad, angry. He never changes facial expression. He's got a concrete face. He is so happy right now. Okay, we got a little smile. But Mike, I missed you so much, and I can't wait to hear your meat minute. Yeah. I missed you too, Coach. I missed that's your that's too. his sober face. <laughs> yep. Uh. Woo! Oh, well, all right, that's what we do when we have a pod. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you guys got some dead air there. Well, not yeah, no, we'll just woo. do a woo. We'll just do a woo counter. Mickey Every James time. versus Terry. Oh, wrong notes. My bad. <laughs> but anyway, we'll start with the first of the last, and that would be uh, Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 24. It was a well, hold on. Hold on a second. Uh -oh. What is this? What is going on, James? A little we present. A... a little present from Coach Rosie. We have okay. an invasion going. There he is. It is the man, the myth, the legend here on our Ric Flair special. The referee that counted the final three count of Ric Flair's last match. Super. Dave Miller! Woo! Yeah! Woo What's going on, man? How y'all doing? Good, man, good. Right here. Right here we go. We just got done, uh, you know, going crazy about, like, 
you know, uh, you coming out making that final three count. Like, I know I was at home watching, fucking lost it, dude. Like, it was really, really cool to see you do that. Yeah, it was pretty cool from where I was standing, too. <laughs> I bet it was. Just just to say I know the guy that made the final three count, awesome stuff, man. And then uh, the Von Eric and Briscoe match, dude, that was badass, too. That was. That was that was quite a treat. Uh, I, uh, man, I'm super impressed with Briscoes. And the Von Erics, you know, bless their heart. They, they had such a tough time getting there, and Ross was jet lagged and Marshall had food poisoning, but they were troopers. I mean, they came, they came walk in. We we're supposed to go on fourth and they pushed it back to seventh. Trying to give them a little time. Mm-hmm. And Road they got there like an hour before showtime, didn't they? Yeah. They wanted to be there so bad that they flew out from Hawaii that morning. And from Hawaii to Tennessee, that's like an eight hour flight. No, no, they, 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 they left 48 hours prior. They spent oh, I thought they night got... in an airport. Oh, man. I thought they were still in Hawaii. No, their flight got pushed back. They were supposed to be picked up like it. They are supposed to be picked up like 8 o'clock Saturday mm-hmm. night. And then they were supposed to get picked up at 3.30 in the morning, and that flight got canceled. They didn't get there. They got to the arena right at 6, a little after 6 o'clock. Wow. Because nice. the road dog said today on his podcast that the yeah. backup plan, they were going to throw the Briscoes in there and with um, the machine guns and um, three-way. And, and they were going to make that a three-way with them and the Wolves. Oh, that'd have been great. Nice. That'd have been real good. But I, it was, it was just pretty, it was, I mean, the whole thing's surreal. <laughs> oh, holy so shit. Right. Them <laughs> surprise, not surprise. only did he rest, here. He worked all weekend. That's what I'm saying, he worked probably oh, 30 hours everywhere. all weekend at Sarcast and then reft. That's how dedicated this man is to not only ad free shows, not only Conrad, but also to the sport of wrestling. Well, I did. Um, I worked the Black Label Pro Show Friday night, Friday evening. Then we went to the roast. Then went work GCW, and got out of there at two o'clock in the morning. And GCW was such an experience. I was so yeah. hot from the crowd. I got back to my room at three, and I was I, I, I was so hyped up I couldn't hardly sleep. And then back up back up at seven to get over there to the um, fairgrounds so saturday night my wife was in bed at seven <laughs> after i spent the day with tori wilson by the way <laughs> yes, i mean oh that sounds so rough Paul Water. i, I know it's like it. everything i'm telling y'all that happened to me it's just you want to hate me by the end of it <laughs> yeah. tori no, wilson we live vicariously great. through all of us whoever has success in this crew we're going to support it i mean well, you I know, appreciate it. Yeah, it was man. But Saturday night, I know that everybody was in town, and I wanted to head downtown and meet up. And I mean, I I I, I could have gone and set the suite at um at SummerSlam, but uh, I grabbed Jewett and Jay Z, and we went and ate um we went and ate um dinner. And but nine o'clock, I was in bed. I made a growing up decision to go to bed. <laughs> I was tired because <laughs> I knew I was going to have a big day Sunday. So, if you don't mind me asking, when did you find out the news? Sunday morning. Holy shit. First reaction. I was kind of overwhelmed. I was trying to play it cool when Conrad told me. And, uh, you know, I thanked him and pretty sure I hugged him. 
And then I've uh, been punching his leg, but that's just me. <laughs> I would have. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and then we, I walked over and looked at my wife, and I was overcome. And it was one of them deals that you knew if you just said one word, you were going to lose it. And she said, "What's wrong?" And I said, "She goes, tell me what's wrong." And I'm like, "It's good. It's good. Not nothing bad. It's good." And then our our friend Hoop, our friend Hoop, and his wife stopped by to say bye on their way out. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell them bye, but I'm like, I'm about to lose it. So I just said, excuse me. I went to, I went to the restroom and got in the stall and cried like a baby. <laughs> and then Dude, you got your steam call too, man. Shivani on the, uh, like when you came running out, you know, like it's super Dave. Well, Tony Love told it. me that he told me that at ringside after he got through interviewing Rick, we were walking back up the ramp and he told me that. You got your steam call, dude. I was losing it. And he told me, he said, wait till you hear the call. Wait till you hear the call. And um, Efren actually sent me like a little 19 second clip of it. And when I heard it's Super Dave, Dave Miller. I, I mean, Tony Schiavone and David Crockett are my all time favorite announce team over anybody. Look, that, I mean, I've always been a Tony David fan. And um, to have them do that. I mean, my feet, my feet still haven't touched the ground. <laughs> well, when, when you slid into the ring, it seemed like you were, man, you look like a, a Olympic diver. You got right under that rope, boom, right into the right position, man. You, you still got it, pal. I think Thank you. Gonna, yeah. You I've, still done, got I've it. done that. You, a few times. you never lost it, brother. You never lost it. <laughs> yeah. Never lost. But uh, I was running down, I was getting back there and I'm like, I'm, I'm back here getting ready to run. And I'm like, be like Charles Robinson, not like Titus O'Neill. Be like Charles Robinson, not like <laughs> Titus O'Neill. I've never concentrated on running down a ramp so hard in my life because I was like, don't, don't, don't fall down. Do not fall down. Whatever you do, do not fall down. And it hurts if you don't hit that right. I mean, if you hit the rope or yeah. your knees hit I, that apron, that shit hurts. God, it hurts. You can pull a Vince McMahon, pull both your quads. <laughs> I would have made it in the ring. I guarantee you that. <laughs> I mean, I already got plantar's that plantar's fascia. I can't say the plantar's fasciitis. Fasciitis. I've got that in my left foot. Got an ingrown toenail on my right toe. So I'm already ho half hobbled most of the time. <laughs> and I've never seen you move so fast in my life, brother. I wasn't blowing that. <laughs> right. No. Nope. That was bad fucking ass, dude. I loved it. Thank you so much. Uh, what, what's your next show? What, what do you do next as far as referee? September the 20th in um, Ridgeland, in Ridgeland, I mean, Ridgeland, uh, Mississippi for uh, Battle Zone. We're, we're doing one at the, at the high school gym there. Then I'll be down in Brookhaven, Mississippi, um, the 27th for um, Bayou Independent Wrestling. I have a feeling you're going to ref a match in the showcase when we're up at Top Guy Weekend. I think you're going to get a call. I was told you're not coming to Top Guy Weekend, Dave. You know who I'm said that? Be. You. I'm 95% <laughs> sure I'm going to be at Top Guy Weekend. Let's okay. go. All right. Good. He has I to be there. He's got his own meet and greet. <laughs> yeah, I heard you on Ringside <laughs> right? Rant say you weren't coming, so I was a little nervous. Well, it's funny. I I looked at flights today. I can pull it off. I was trying to ask the guys if, if anybody, if anybody, any of the guys in my group needed a roommate. And Dawkins said, well, just sleep in the lobby. And I said, well, I did that last year. 
Hey, I need a roommate. I need a roommate too. So you're I good. I swear to God, I don't even have well, a roommate they, because the guy yeah. that I was going to go with backed out. Hey, please sleep with me. Please, told, please, please. Well, now I think. Assholes told me that y'all didn't need a roommate. Y'all don't suck. <laughs> well, now my I'm wife. with Sorensen. <laughs> I ain't telling you nothing else. <laughs> I, well, now my wife wants to go, and we've mysteriously found the money for it. So. All right. All right. Nice. Yeah, I'm solo. I'm solo. So. Yeah, I was just trying to get flat up there. Late, um, late Friday. I mean, come out on Friday and leave Sunday morning. Are they giving you a stage show? Like, you know, no. you get a three count like they. You go up there, you give your little stage show, and then you have like the autograph eight by ten. Are you making that final count? My stage show would consist of I counted three. <laughs> <laughs> you had your stage show last year when Orange Cassidy that. came up to you and stuff. Last year you had your stage show. You know, I printed that picture out and took it to Orange and got him to sign it. No, he looked, at me, he looked at me and he just started laughing. I bet. What about Johnny Hungy? Did you get that one? Who? Johnny Hungy. Um, Jason Silver? Yes. He wasn't there. No, so um, I actually got an action figure autographed by him. He wrote Pond Water, try to stay awake, try to stay awake for the picture next time. Nice. Hmm. But that Orange Cassidy was the ultimate photo op like that. Oh yeah. Woo! You won't see me drink anything awesome. stronger than that. Man, I don't know why I got this blur feature on mine. <laughs> well, uh, Dave, James was just about to take us into Ric Flair's first retirement match in Orlando in 2008, WrestleMania 24. So Yeah, James, the first the first final. Let's talk about it. All right, Mike. Well, huh? All right, come on, James. Who's doing it? I'm sorry. <laughs> I got confused. Oh, yeah, we're talking about Shawn Michaels versus uh Ric Flair. You know, from a, it was a career threatening match taking place at WrestleMania 24, March 30th, 2008, in the Camping World Stadium, otherwise known as the Citrus Bowl in beautiful Orlando, Florida. Attendance of 74,635. Had a buy rate, because this is pre-network stuff, had a buy rate of over a million, 1,058,000. In a match length of a little over 20 minutes, and uh, that bitch ass Meltzer gave it three and a half stars. But, you know, that's the intro to the match. But, hey, how did we get there? And for that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, swing it on over to Mike. So, Mike, uh, take it away. Well, this happened, well, it started in 07. Ric Flair came out, and he was kind of a promo. Kind of seemed like he was going to retire then. And Flout said, nope, I'm not retiring. I'm not going nowhere. I'm staying. And went on for that. Vince McMahon would then come out and told Ric Flair that he would be retiring the next time he lost his first match. Um, so he had a few matches next couple months. He was winning all his single matches, had a couple of tags. He, he did too. Um, then it was time for the Hall of Fame in 2008, and Shawn Michaels came out and announced that Ric Flair was the headliner for 2008 Hall of Fame. Later on, Rick would come out and say that he wanted his WrestleMania match and called out Sean, told him that he wanted him to be the mat in the match because he was the best. And if he was going to go, he wanted to go with the best. Sean first declined it, said, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do this. Kept going. Um, Rick got him, said, yeah, I'll do it. And then that's when Sean did the old, the old yellow thing and told Ric Flair that he was going to put him out of his misery. 
Thanks, Mike. Thanks so much for that. Hey, uh, Pondwater, just so you know, or Super Dave, I don't know what you want to be called today, but I usually have notes that I usually point to people. So I'm going to mix you in here, okay? Okay. All right. I know you know how to answer questions. I know how, I love how you uh, throw off uh, RJ and Justin because they have their system and you totally disagree with everything they say. And it, they're like, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm just waiting for them to cover something that they were alive for. Well, we do have we have to work on their music, don't we? Right. Speaking of music, <laughs> who says something about that Red Flair drip? Go woo! woo! Now, if you're, wa- if, you're watching, if you're not watching on YouTube, we will please ask you to view this moment. Now, because someone we have- say, "Hey, man, that blue robe with that real swing match is pretty beautiful." I would say, "You're motherfucking right, it is." Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just had to get that rim player drip on there, you know. Fifty-seven ninety split the coop on the ribs, you know what I'm saying? So we managed anyway. to get Paul Water Dave on the show with us, and we got Sora, James Elcry walking around in his robe. <laughs> right. <laughs> I put mine on, but I'm not going. It took me. It was too hard to get it on that mannequin. I'm not taking it off. <laughs> it's a pain in the fucking ass to put on. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it was. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> so we have Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels. Ric Flair being 59 years old here. Uh, video package that starts the match as only WWE can do it is absolutely tremendous. Now, Coach, very strange moment here. I was going to ask you, what did you think of Ric's robe? <laughs> the one in Orlando? Uh, yeah, the one the one in this show. The one <laughs> that our boy James Elkeri just wore for us. I love That's one of my favorite. That That is, I think, my favorite. Of recent robes, I, I love that robe. I love the feathers. I love the blue. I mean, I like the white and purple. Don't get me wrong, but that royal blue, uh, it's just like the the his, the the shoes that Dave and I have. I wore the Ric Flair shoes all weekend. The Dame the Damian Lillard shoes. It's the same exact color. I love that royal blue. And uh, HBK doesn't look too bad e- either with the red and black coming in mm-hmm. as well. The showstopper himself. Many believe Flair and Michaels are 1-1A. One and one A. We have heard it and heard it over and over again in Conrad's podcast. James, is that the case, 1-1A? One one uh, as I've gotten older, I would uh, tend to agree. I mean, as a kid, obviously, Shawn Michaels was a heel. So, you know, obviously, I was like, hey, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him. But then, you know, Big Stone Cold fan, so that was a huge rivalry, too. But uh, as you look back, which granted, Rick was a heel, too, so... But looking back, it's pretty hard to argue, especially uh, going back and seeing all the older matches and stuff I may have forgot or never saw. Pretty hard to argue, man. They're on, they are on, and the crowd loves it, and that's what it's about. But Adam, as an in-ring performer, what makes him one in one A? Well, it depends on how you want to look at it, honestly, because if you look at storytelling ability, you're talking about how a guy works the crowd. I mean, if you talk about you know, it depends on how you'll look at it because in-ring performance, Shawn Michaels could be number one. But as far as storytelling, just all in all, just having a better match, Ric Flair would just be that number one. So it really just depends on how you want to look at it. And you can ask 10 different people, you'll get 10 different answers. Um, I'm going to touch on this very briefly because I don't want much negativity here. But eight years before, uh, this is eight years, six years after the plane ride from hell, which we just recently almost got Rick a lot of trouble for, but he overcame it. What is it about Ric Flair, Devin, that he can uh, move past things and people continue to love him? I think it's the legacy. I think it's the 17 world championships. I think it's just everything around it. He's uh, he's the man. We'd watch him on 
Monday Night Raw and back in WCW, the NWA. He's been there for everyone. Everyone growing up watching wrestling has always loved Ric Flair. I just feel like it's that legacy and history of his name. Now, now, Pondwater, you didn't. We didn't tell you about this match before you came on today. Do you remember um, this match? I do. Do you remember the referee? Charles Robinson. Of course he knows. <laughs> little Nate, baby, Little Nate. Little so how, why is he so important to this match? Well, just because of the whole Little Nate deal. He, huge. I mean, it's like me doing doing the last one. It's the, the world's biggest Ric Flair fan. That's a referee. <laughs> getting to getting to participate with his idol. I mean, but he did the whole little Nate thing. He's I mean, Charles is tremendous. I mean, I'll watch that match and sometimes I'll 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 start whimpering a little bit when Charles holds the ropes for him when he gets in. So he's the constant professional. I mean Charles Robinson is just top notch. Ultimate professional. I don't know if everybody has saw that treasure show. Yeah, uh, I was about to say that. and the uh Oh, I felt so bad for him. Yeah, I, I mean, he was crying, and he just he wanted to help him, but he didn't want to help. Oh, it was just heartbreaking. He's such a big fan. So, uh, Ric Flair, his family is in the front row, Coach. Anybody you recognize there? Well, I recognize Megan. I recognize <laughs> uh, Ashley. I recognize Reed. And I recognize David. And I didn't recognize... The lady that was there, I don't know which wife. I think that was the, the fitness model wife that he had back then. Tiffany. Yeah, there Tiffany. you go. I knew someone would know. Uh, James, yo, I yo. Believe we, have, we believe you have your favorite announcing duo. The best, Jerry and the have, King. James? Huh? Who do we have? Oh, we got uh, Jerry, the King, and old Jim Ross. Good old Jim Ross. Mr. Heavy on the Mr., you know. Um, I it doesn't really get any better than that, especially when it comes to storytelling, especially with a match like this, career-threatening. Uh, I don't know. You can't really go wrong with those two. Uh, and I do. I did write my notes in the couple of the chop-off moments that they had. The commentary did just back off and let the crowd, like, you know, take over, like, bam, woo, bam, boo, you know. I thought that was really cool because they could have just talked all over that, but they just let them let the moment be. And I think that's what makes, as much as his good calls are, the the timing that he has is like, I'm going to let this breathe a little bit. This is a moment. You know, I'm not going to shit all over it like, or talk all over it. And um, just to kind of interweave things, for you guys that watched Fight, not only was Jerry the King at his last match in WWE, he had a vignette uh, on the uh, card on Sunday, which was tremendous with uh, Jeff Jarrett with the Fargo strut. You know, yep. Jerry Jerry's great, a legend. He came walking in the back door carrying that crown, and one of the guys goes, was he take the crown with him everywhere? Because we didn't know he was going to film it. <laughs> well, wouldn't you? <laughs> That's the gimmick, man. He got it for his meet and greets, I believe. Yeah. Now, Mike, our boy Justin Davis might say that our the HBK entrance is a little too long. Do you think it's too long, or do you think The Undertaker's too long? Is it just enough? It's just enough because it's their character. All their stuff is their interest, or half of it is, especially like Undertaker. That's his his entrance. Is his entrance? It makes him who they are. Devin, who's got the better strut? Is it Ric Flair or is it Double J? Uh, obviously, I'm gonna give this one to <laughs> Ric Flair. All right, so they're trading moves in the ring. There's a lot of slap slapping, um, and Rick yells, "Old Yeller, huh?" 
<laughs> Old Yeller, huh? Adam, a ton of psychology in this match, even more so than the moves. What'd you think of it? Well, I was generating over. I forgot I had notes. But um, because I've been when Paul Water joined us, I just popped and I just forgot where I was. <laughs> what do you do? Throw away I your notes. Whole page notes right right I don't even understand. Your notes are there. I'm asking you a question. Answer the question. You didn't even know this. What are you looking in the notes for? Just feel it with your I'm, heart, man. Why are you so mean to me? God. I'm mean. I'm mean. <laughs> no, so I'm the pacing mean, of the match, you know, you know, everybody knows how good Shawn Michaels is in the ring. But you can see Shawn Michaels down at back a notch. And he paces the match perfect for Flair. He makes Flair look amazing. Um, probably one of the easiest nights in Flair's history. Um, Shawn Michaels... I mean, he makes anybody look good. He's like AJ Styles. He can dial it back, pace it, make it look good. He can fire up with Bret Hart, make it look good. It just doesn't matter who's in the ring with him. He makes him look a million dollars, but Ric Flair doesn't need that. Hey, guys, wait, hold on. My wife watched the event on uh, Sunday, and I told her who was on, and she, she asked to come on and meet the legend. Hey, it's Super Dave. Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well. I thought she met me, too. I, I, I got confused, too. Because I've already met her, but... <laughs> it's nice to finally meet you. Nice to be met. Woo! <laughs> sorry that you have to deal with him. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry you have to meet yeah, uh, Super right Dave and go back home to Josh. No, we have Mike. Go ahead. I'm sorry, young lady. Just, go ahead. just, just blink real quick a few times if you need help. <laughs> Not you, coach. Oh. <laughs> He's a tough cookie. Oh. <laughs> Will you tell me, Blinky? Yeah. <laughs> oh, to use an overused term, we are off the rails. Thank you, guys. Good night. You can't you don't get better than that. Yeah, I'll be here all week. There it is. <laughs> Be sure to tip your uh, waitress and bar staff. This is the highlight of Miss Rosenbaum's night. She's got to go to bed with Coach after this. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> you can think about any of these guys, especially the referee. I'm ready to throw all these notes right off the, right off the <laughs> You lost your 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 thing, and I'm not meaning to like get like take over. So I'm just no no no. We, we, whatever and we love our run-ins. We love our run-ins. You're the second one of today. Oh, really? Yeah, Dave's the first. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. But nobody's quite as cool as me, right? No, definitely. Right. Right. All right. Well, have fun. Take care. You too. Bye, Mrs. Rosie. She was watching it. She was watching, and I said, hey, the ref's on. The ref's on. And she goes, oh, my God, can I say hello? So thanks, awesome. Dave. <clears throat> so we, we have Shawn Michaels on the top of rope. Only for Flair to throw him off, which is a classic Flair. Getting up on the top turnbuckle for no reason at all except to get thrown off. Dave, how important was this to the match? Oh, you got to do it. I mean, Flair genuinely believes that that's what the people want. He's playing the hits. Um, he said that when he was a kid, he liked to go see um, Ray Stevens. And if Ray Stevens didn't do all those things that he normally does in every match, Flair felt he was disappointed. So he always wanted to do that because he thought his fans expected that of him. And then once in a blue moon, he actually hit it. It surprised everybody. <laughs> yeah, just every once in a while, right? Just here yeah. and there. Just like the figure four actually working. 
Right. Five times he hit it. Five times. Five times. <laughs> hey, by the way, Adam, we're gonna get to that figure four, but we're not quite there yet, buddy. Okay? We're not quite there yet. So Flair thrown outside the ring. Michael springboard. First big move um, off the ropes on the announce table. Adam, this actually this looked brutal. Um, what'd you think? Unnecessary. Shawn Michaels. I mean, there's no point in them doing that in this match. I mean, didn't he break I mean, a rib on that move, Dave? He should have, because he bounced when he hit the table. The I table thought he break. did. Well, yeah, did he yeah. break a rib, or we were doing a famous Rocky Six, Rocky Balboa moment, which was evening out the match? I broke a rib for him. <laughs> I, it was just unnecessary for Shawn Michaels to do. I mean, he's a legend. Rick Flair's a legend. Uh, and then he he does another moonsault later. If you're gonna do one in a match, don't do two. Ain't no sense in it, especially on a table that you don't know that'll break when you hit it so i just think he got i just think he came down i think he should have he was trying to come out flat on the on the table and he ended up catching the corner yeah so, if he would hit more of the center i think it would have like it's probably he probably would have hit it i don't think he would have broke it but he probably would have gone off the back of it yeah absolutely brutal absolutely brutal <sighs> so flair methodically working and then they've been wrestling for about five minutes, and they're already both, it looks like they're both completely blown up in this match, completely tired. Suplex by Flair gets a huge reaction, James. James, is it strange for you that everybody's going nuts for Flair and booing Shawn Michaels in this? Well, I mean, he's calling him old yeller and all that stuff. So, you know, and if, if somebody's got to put you out or whatever, I because I get it. You kind of got to know, like, with the Hall of Fame thing there, you, you kind of get it. The story writes itself. But, I mean, you want to see Rick win when it comes to stuff like this, and they pop for damn near hell. He does a cross body, and the crowd loses their mind, you know? So, I just think you want to see the the reaction, like, oh, here's Rick, like, you know, Dave was saying, playing the hits. He's going for the figure four. He's chopping people, you know, like all that stuff. A he double cut. He did film in the eye, too, didn't he? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. it. Yeah, definitely. I love uh, that's classic. I, that's my favorite thing he does. Pow, pow, boom, on his eye. A double count out will cost Ric Flair the match, and he will be forced to retire. Devin, what did you think of that? If they both were counted out, they both lose. Did you think that was uh, – did that throw you as a stipulation? I mean, it's uh, it's the creative liberties that we've always heard about. It's uh, It's in the rules, technically. He wouldn't have won, so he'd have had to retire. So I guess I get it, but – I don't know. Could have done without it. I gotcha. We're trading chops. Michael's selling the ribs. Michael's with the elbow off the top, selling severe pain. Tooting up the band. But couldn't do it, Mike. Why not? <laughs> he felt bad for him. I don't know. He just I thought he was gonna do it more than that one time too. He went there, he looked at his face and can't do it. Michael's in the figure four now. Coach. What's the psychology here with the crowd, the figure four? How bad do they want this in the match? How? Look at looking at Shawn Michaels, the psychology here. How good do you think it was? Man, I thought Rick was going to win. I think I was caught in my feelings, and that's the best part of wrestling when you when, when you suspend belief. When he had him in that figure four, I thought this is it. This is it. My boy is going to do it. My boy is going to do it. So I mean, I loved it. Uh, it was tremendous. But what happened, Adam? He turned it around and reversed the pressure. Oh, my gosh. Tell me about it. How bad does it hurt? Go ahead. Come on, Adam. 
Oh, man, you know, so, I mean, unless you're in the move, you don't know how bad it hurts. But as soon as he flips it. And there we have it. He goes to mute. Because as a wrestling performer, Adam will never give away the secrets. And it's just a move I wouldn't recommend to put on nobody. Chop block by Flair. Dirtiest player in the game there, uh, Dave? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And... I, I, I kind of thought he was going to win, too. I mean, I, I, I dared to believe, and it wasn't until it wasn't until he started telling Sean, do it, do it, that I, that I knew what was going to happen. I really, truly thought, I thought he was going to pull it out. So let me ask you something. We've talked about this on the show before. Does he actually have a, this flair, pronouns, pal, does he actually have a finishing move, or is it really just about cheating to win? Is he? Yeah. Is that his finishing move? Well, it's a small package. <laughs> right? <laughs> Not on him, though. <laughs> Jesus. Small hey. package is undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, another <laughs> another figure. But no, I don't remember any. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, his finish was hit the referee to get disqualified to keep the belt. Throw the guy over the top rope to keep the belt. Well, distract the referee and give a low blow. The low blow. Hold on the ropes, get the pin. Yeah, he's a cheater. Even when he's even when he's a fake baby. You fan. ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Uh, well, I was telling everybody that when I watched the docuseries, he asked for that ass whooping. I mean, he really did. But if Ric Flair clubbed, he could club a pillowcase full of puppies and <laughs> still be a baby face. I mean, he can get he can get away with anything. Yeah. There was a good thing there wasn't any uh, TV monitors in the back, Dave, because you didn't even see the brass knuckles until uh, you saw the replay. I still didn't see the brass knuckles. See? The dirtiest sure I didn't see them either. Hey, it, can we address the shoulders, both sets of shoulders being down? <laughs> Please do. Hey, yeah. I'm tired of people. There's even somebody that's got it. fucking ridiculous to hear Somebody that. sent me a YouTube clip the other day that it was really a draw because of that. No, it wasn't a draw. I declared Rick the winner. Referee's decisions are final. That's right. Still, when I came down the ramp and I slid in the ring, Rick was on his feet applying the hold. I watched Jeff Jarrett's shoulders go down. I had no reason to look at Rick Flair's shoulders because he was putting the offensive move on Jarrett. So there's no controversy. Exactly. And in my eyes. And I think Jeff's shoulders went down first so you started to count one, two, and then Rick went flat. So by the time you got to three on Jarrett. Well, when Rick went flat, Rick went flat. When he put the hold on, Jarrett came up and went back down, and that's right. when I counted three. That's it. That's it. I mean, so Jarrett didn't have a hold on Rick. So, I mean, I get it. And if I'd have been on the side, I don't know. I was focused. I'm a referee that. Likes to see both shoulders on the mat. So you're not going to get a lot of double count outs from me because if I see somebody do a move to somebody, you know. That's true, the offense. Offensive move, sure. yeah. I'm, I'm watching. I, I mean, I had, from my vantage point, I'm looking at Jarrett's shoulders. Rick was pulling an offensive move on Jarrett, and hello. Possession goes to the offense. <laughs> you know what I'm Rick, saying? Rick Flair was putting so much pressure on that 54 to make it hurt so bad that when Jarrett went down, he just gave out because he tried so hard. His soul left his body. I saw it. 
Oh, I mean, because he was trying so hard to make sure to hurt Jared, <clears throat> to make sure that figure four hurt that bad. Right. That's what it was. Cole left his body, Undertaker collected it. <laughs> That's why he was there. <laughs> Brad Hart tried to steal a little bit of it. So anyway, um... <laughs> Sorry, Brad. Uh, no! It's all good. That's it's all the good. beauty of this show. That's right? what you get when I. That's what you get when I'm here. <laughs> it's your show, bro. Okay. Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> it's all good. It's Just all good. Cut me off. <laughs> nah, nah. Another figure four by Michael selling the shit out of the crowd. The crowd goes banana. Then he does a complete rotation. Michaels gets to the rope and the crowd boos him out of there. Um, sweet chin music, perfect. Both are down, but Flair kicks out at two. Then Flair with the low blow. Of course, it has to happen. Then Michaels puts the figure four on Flair. Flair to the ropes. And again, Dave, like you said, thumbs to the eye. Another chop fest. Mike, is this too much chopping? No, not a Ric Flair match, not. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just get to the finish here. Because this is one of the most famous finishes, I think. I, I do think in the history of wrestling, WrestleMania history, whatever you want to call it. Shawn Michaels, as Ric Flair is saying in his best Rocky, come on, bring it. I'm sorry. I love you. And he hits him with the sweet chin music, which is a super kick for those of you at home that, that don't know. And, I thought uh, a super kick was a real super kick, too. Thank you. And uh, That's before one, they two, started doing it with parties and shit. One, two, three. It's a chills moment. Uh, they're talking on the mat after. I'm sure it was for real. And as like I always say, wrestling's fake. You're fake. Okay, pal? <laughs> anyway, uh, I want to go to each of you. Uh, Dave, we'll start with you. What did this moment mean to you? End of an era. End of an era. It broke my heart. I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to see him stop. Well, guess what? You didn't have to, did you? No. <laughs> Which is nice, uh, Coach. Now I'm ready to see him stop. Yeah, I am too. I am yeah. too. He's 73 now. My dad's 76, and I can't even imagine. You know, it's just no way. Coach, what did you think of this moment? Extremely emotional. I think I probably watch that match three or four times a year um, because it, it was two gladiators that went into the ring and gave it everything they had for us, the fans. Sean and Rick, thank you for what you did that match. It had the every element of wrestling in there. And to me, that's, that's a top 10 match in the history of my life. Not number one, but definitely in the top 10. No, that's fair, that's fair. I mean, number one's a tough, tough number. Uh, Mike, what about you? I thought it was amazing. You felt so much emotions going through. You were happy for him because it was a great match. You're sad because it was his last match. So, and with his family being there, just him crying when Sean leaned down and whispered in his ear, very emotional, just, everything going through it all at the same time. Adam? I mean, just like Paul Water City is, is the end of an era. But at the same time, I think Ashley will start a little bit after this, a few years after this. He could actually start her legacy. So we have the end of, the end of one legacy, but not too much further down the road, we have the beginning of a new legacy. Keep in mind, Reed was starting that. Yeah, Reed yeah, was there. Sure. Uh, I was so, oh, yeah, it was awesome seeing Reed. 
You know, it was cool, Pond Water. Uh, again, we're going here and there. Reed's, Reed's wrestling coach was staying at the Embassy Suites, and we uh, we went down and we had breakfast with the guy. He told us all about it. Great guy. So he was at Ric Flair's last match, too. Kevin, you're last, because I want to ask you something specific. Uh, James? Uh, well, it's kind of one of those moments where I believe if you play, like, the – the finishing thing of that match and then you see rick's family and uh even if you're not a wrestling fan like it's hard to have a dry eye watching that because i was thinking about that because i watched it earlier today and i was like man you could show this to like maybe like the last like four minutes of the match to a complete no non-wrestling fan and be like you and then you see the family and everything like you're, you're leaking i mean it is what it is i thought it was really cool awesomely emotional I was actually watching this one. This was when I didn't watch wrestling, but I went to a WrestleMania party. We were watching this, and I just remember, like, I'm sorry. I love you. And you can just say that to any wrestling fan, and they know exactly what the fuck it means. And it'll probably generate an emotion out of them, you know? So I think it was it was a big, 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 like, huge moment seeing the family crying, read there, and, you know, we all know what happened with that. Like, it's pretty fucking, it's, like, it's really surreal to see, especially with Ashley just, like, Man, you have no idea that she's about to become like the bitch, you know? Like, it's cool to see. Maybe Megan should have grabbed Shawn Michaels like she did uh, Karen Jarrett. Maybe we would have <laughs> had a different result. Megan's a crap. Megan's a badass. Yeah. You know, it's just like when Sean talks about how he told Rick, he says, Hey, I'll call a match. You let me handle everything. That just shows the respect that Shawn Michaels has for Rick Flair. Yes. Hey, man, you take it in. You take the night off. I've got everything handled. Just shows the respect he has for Flair. Kevin, you're 11 years old here, which makes uh, Ric Flair 48 years older than you. What does the match mean to you? But what do retirement matches mean to you? So, all right, I'm going to take this in the two parts like you asked. Um, back in 2008, I hated Ric Flair. Could not stand Ric Flair. I grew up the biggest Shawn Michaels fan ever. Uh, Ric Flair was Triple H's mentor. I did not want Ric Flair to win a single match and was happy when he lost this to Shawn Michaels. <laughs> He'll turn. Now, as an adult, I love Ric Flair. I could watch. Uh, a... Pretty adult, but we'll go. okay. I'm 24 years old. I, I pay he was bills. 11 here. I get it. He was 11. I get it. Go ahead. But, all right. So now I... <laughs> ultimately respect Ric Flair. I've went back, I've seen this retirement match. I've seen uh, like his uh, final, the loser leaves uh, raw match versus Mr. Perfect. I think that was another great final match. Uh, there, I think Ric Flair's like you said earlier, one A or one B. One A. Yeah. Right. I was, I was about to scold your ass on that one. I don't you know. You, you can say what you want to about Ric Flair. He, he flew the world. He did 60 minute matches. He didn't miss bookings. He partied like a rock star, then showed up the next day and did it again. I want you to find 10 people in this world that could do it like he did it. Partied like a rock star. So, and the, uh, the, I wanted to say, like, I think they were two of the best, like, heat generators, too. Like, you hear Rick back in the day, you know, especially watching uh, some of those promos and stuff, like, the crowd genuinely fucking wanted to kill them. <laughs> you know, Arn talks about, like, you know, almost getting stabbed and shit like that. Like, you have to really watch it walking through the barricades. Like, that was real heat. And then Sean, I mean, he was on a run there in the late 90s fucking shitting on everything. Uh, 
we all know that one night only uh, UK pay-per-view. I mean, that's real heat there, too. So I think they were two of the best, like, genuine heat motherfuckers. And uh, if you look I think now, they actually hated Shawn Michaels. No, I think they really did. Hate I, him I hated him growing up as a kid. <laughs> I wanted him to lose every fucking match. I hated him. Now, I love that theme. I think it's badass. <laughs> but when I was a kid, I was like, oh, here comes the heel, you know? But, I mean, look at MJF. A lot of them compare him to those two other guys because heat generators. Like so, But I think Rick and Sean are two of the all-time heat generators that you can really fuck with. I, he, Rick talked 16-year-old me into the building. I mean, I saw him on TV, and I was like, who is this guy? And I wanted to see him get his ass whooped. <laughs> right. I mean, it took me a couple years to realize I wasn't going to see. I mean, I, it took me a while to realize I wasn't going to see Kerry Von Eric. Or David Von Erich or Kevin Von Erich. I I was going to see him. I was going to see Ric Flair. Ric Flair was talking me into the building. Well, let me ask you something, because now you now forget this episode. We're we're not doing anything like we said. All right, I I have a question. Did that cost Ric Flair money that he was never really uh, a babyface for so long? Did it cost him money? No, there wasn't merch. But what about Hulk Hogan? Why wasn't he Hulk Hogan? Why couldn't he be Hulk Hogan? Why did Hulk Hogan make that much money? Because of Vince. Yeah, I think licensing rights happened with that. Because Rick talks about it, that he made about a fraction of what the guy made. But oh, when yeah. you talk about the top five best wrestlers ever, he's in every conversation. But yet he didn't make the kind of money that Hulk Hogan made. I just wonder what you thought of that, Dave. Well, it's because Hulk Hogan was character. You put him on a lunchbox. I mean, they rode the wave in. Cartoons. <clears throat> I mean, Hulkamania. He was, he wasn't out there giving you five star matches. He was America's no. hero. But he had his, he had his template. But Rick. And they had a monster factory they were feeding him. But Rick Flair has so much personality. It just surprises me sometimes. You know, I know he doesn't have America's the bad guy though. Yeah, I was about to say back then you're not buying like, you know, not Master some... Splinter fucking t-shirts. You're buying the you know, <laughs> Teenage Ninja Turtles. No, I mean, <laughs> you're not buying Casey Jones. You're buying the Ninja Turtles. Gotcha. Rick Flair was a he he was a wrestler. He wasn't an he wasn't an entertainer. I mean right. he, was, he entertained you with what he did in the ring and the promos. But I think what boils down to is that Vince McMahon's not a fan of that style of wrestling. No, he's not. Yeah. He's not a fan of wrestling, right? And what he did my brother was into it. It lost me because I was a wrestling fan. I liked Rick Flair, I liked Dusty Rhodes, I liked all that. I was a little too old to buy in to Hulkamania and the rock and wrestling connection and the cartoons, and it became silly to me. While that was silly wrestling, this was, I mean, Vince was taking wrestlers. He took the Bushwhackers, who were the most vicious tag team. They, I saw them in a barbed wire <clears throat> match with the Fantastics. It was bloody. It was brutal. They were, they were vicious. I remember the Sheep Herders when they were... Before, I mean, they were the Bushwhackers. The Sheep Herders became the Bushwhackers. I remember when I got cable in Southwest Championship Wrestling on USA that they were vicious. And then he neutered them, and they're in the woods going, you know, and with Mean Gene on safari. And to me, that was silly. But, man, what Ric Flair was doing was real, and I felt it. So, I mean, that's... Who's favorite wrestler the Sheep Herders? Somebody who is the Bushwhackers? Whose favorite is that? Who, who I heard this on Rad? 
Conrad said it on on an episode. He was a kid. Yeah. Conrad was a kid. Conrad younger than my brother. Yeah. So I me, get it. Sure. Then that came in, and he liked the Ultimate Warrior, and I mean, to me, I saw the Dingo Warrior become the Ultimate Warrior. I saw Ted DiBiase be, from going to badass with a loaded glove to the Million Dollar Man. I saw. I mean, it just. That's why. I was into Hulk Hogan in the AWA. I was into Hulk Hogan when he beat the Iron Sheik. And then it just became completely different to what I liked. So you weren't a fan of the Goon or Duke the Dostradrosi? I've got the Goon's action figure right here. <laughs> just I can see it. But if that wasn't Wild Bill Irwin, I wouldn't have bought it. <laughs> He'll always be Wild Bill Irwin to me. That's a damn good answer, brother. Casio Kid's favorite wrestlers were, was, uh, were those guys. For the sheep herders, but not, yes. not the sheep herders. Yeah. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. I just Here's another StarCast story for you to, to kind of prove Pondwater's point. A guy about the same age as Devin. I'm working Tully Blanchard's table, the meet and greet. And he goes, um, hey, uh, Tully, I just, uh, I watched the uh, the seven the seven match series with uh, Magnum TA. And man, when you gave up in that seventh, uh, in that last match, Boy, that was a hell of a match. And Tully stopped right there. And he stood up and stared at the guy. I don't think he was uh, playing. He goes, I never said I quit. And he handed the guy his thing, and he walked off. That's how real it was to them. I've got an autograph from him where he put on there, I never said. I yep. never said it. <laughs> nice. Hey, that holds up as the greatest cage match of all time, in my opinion. Damn good one. Hey, James. I believe Magnum was going to take his eye with that with that broken chair. Right. right. And you didn't get that in WWE. Oh, no. You just, you, you didn't get that. And that's what the big difference was. You know, yeah, they had the glitz and glamour. They had the money. But to us, the fans, those were the guys. Those were the guys. The tables that we had at StarCast, they had those kind of uh, gaga guys. I mean, the Godfather was there. He didn't have the line that uh, Tully had or the Four Horsemen had. It just shows the uh, dogs. <laughs> but so yeah, wait, stop talking. No, it just shows the dogs uh, that real shit, man. My dad's a WCW fan, and I remember growing up because I was a Hulkamaniac, and he was like, "Well, you watch that, blah, blah, you know." But he was watching WCW and all that. I definitely remember that. You watch that Hulk Hogan shit. Well, WCW, I, I did too. I did too. Oh, sure. WCW started running me off with the videos about Sting and the, the flying up into the mountains in the helicopter and blowing up boats. And, <laughs> right. I Dave, mean, you, know what, you know what my favorite WrestleMania moment is? You're going to laugh your ass off. It was Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy. In the cage, I was a kid, and I loved it. I mean, I didn't care what was going on in there. That was WrestleMania too, right? Yeah, yes. he was a he was a monster, and he was overcoming his monster, and he escaped the cage, which I know, I know, guys, I get it, no escape in the cage, but he did. I didn't know any better. I was ten. I think it was 80, 86. It, it was well, a King moment. Kong Bundy. They they left King Kong Bundy pretty pure to how who he was. You know, King Kong Bundy came from world class. Yeah. 
I, I loved him. I, I mean, I, in his, I in his character with the five count and everything, they they kind of kept Bundy yeah, intact. Was badass. It was badass that five count. I love that five. Count. Oh, that was the greatest. <laughs> now we're anyway, talking about you, how good wrestling was back then. You tell me, five men in this world that could beat Harley Race straight up for real? Well, here's one right here. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's what I'm Idiot. saying. I said beat him, not beat him. Beat him. <laughs> James. I've said it three times now, and I don't know what to do. So is that a, whatever, I think we, whatever you want to go in this outline is fine with me. Whatever you want to drop out is fine with me. I don't care. Well, I'll tell you this much, and here's a uh, quote by Lawler in this match. Well, Flair certainly took exception to that old reference yeller that Shawn Michaels made earlier. Old reference yeller. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, kind of mixed up quote there. Kind of like this mixed up episode. <laughs> Brad's outlines all over the place. Hard subject to change. But here it is. The showstopper may have just stopped his own show. And that was uh, the quote after the flip onto the table, which is still painful. I don't know why they replayed it so much. But that being said, we'll move on to uh, Devin. You know, how you doing, bro? Uh, what you got? Uh, not too, uh, not too much. Actually, I want to give a shout out to our, uh, our artist, J.D. Hoop. He, uh, yeah, at SummerSlam, he recently designed the attires for the Street Profits and he helped put together their Titantron package and stuff like that. And I, th- I think he did phenomenally well. Yep. And he made the poster for Ric Flair's last match. Incredible it poster. It was the hottest seller. Cool. It was the hottest seller. Yeah. Just so to- just shout out to JD Hoop. Just a reminder, he did our logo and our intro. And I mean, it's just badass. Uh, we love the guy, and we wish him all the all the best. So thank you. Talent, for that. talent, talent on loan. Ta- talent on loan from God Himself. He's just a hell, of a, nice guy. Really hell of a nice guy. No, just a hell of a nice guy. Very accommodating to us. We we really appreciate him, and we wish him all the best. And we'll put him over every chance we get. Oh yeah. So thank he you, made guys. Us professional. Sure. Yeah, he sure did. He sure. Did. <laughs> I hope he charged. Woo! I hope he charged the street profits more than he charged us. <laughs> i hope so too because honestly he ain't living on what he charged us he charges so little i didn't even tell you guys really <laughs> what it was. i've got i've got a couple pieces here that he did for jay-z for jay-z flair show and he made a a magazine well, i've got it barbara reach it beautiful oh, awesome. <laughs> nice Guys, That's you gotta really watch cool. this YouTube. Watch this YouTube if you haven't. There's a lot of good shit on this YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's incredible. What's the, <laughs> we're talking about Ric Flair. If you can grab it or maybe point to it, what is your number one piece of Ric Flair memorabilia before Sunday or before <laughs> the weekend? I know, I know, I know. Um, he hasn't but, taken that shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> what would be your, your your number one piece of memorabilia from Rick? say it's my autographed um nwa world belt cool nice i mean that's synonymous with him to me i've got i've got so much rick stuff but uh yeah so much stuff it's unreal i love it (laughs) right i mean i've got a picture of him in his retirement robe at wrestlemania the wwe put out this big picture of him and i got him to autograph it years ago um I've got it hanging on the wall over there, but 
Yeah, it's that NWA belt, but this will forever be. This will forever be it. It's awesome. It's awesome. Nice. Woo! Loved it. It's, I it's, loved it. It's gonna it's gonna get an incredibly nice frame. <laughs> right. As it should. I mean, is nobody curious? You know, like when a guy wins his first championship belt, so they take it back to the hotel with their lady. Is that kind of like the same thing with the referee shirt? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just curious. Uh, I was asking for a friend. <laughs> well, Rosie, do you have a do you have a movie time you uh, want to jot down? Well, I was just going to say, you know, in 2008, um, I was going to do semi-pro. Yeah, fuck yeah. Great movie in 2008, The Tropics, uh, and the television show that premiered in 2008 in Ric Flair's first last match was Sons of Anarchy. So not only did we have a great movie, but we also had a great television series. Uh, 2008 was a special time for entertainment. Love me sexy. (laughs) Get the funk. Out of my face. Get the funk, funk out of my out face. Of my face. <laughs> that would be tremendous. I like it better. I like it better than the bl- whatever the, the light skating one. I like it better than Talladega Nights. I think it's better than the three. And Ooh, that's not a popular bold statements there, Brad. It is. I love that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> Make some real bold statements. Yeah, dude. I am. I am. I'm the saying same shit. Talladega Nights saying some like that. shit. You can talk big behind a computer screen there, boy. <laughs> right? <laughs> Who are you calling boy? <laughs> Here we go, wrestling showcase, September, yep. whatever. <laughs> we got the referee here. We got uh, the uh, sides forming. Like, we got some match brewing. Here's another uh, Ric Flair last match moment. Super Dave came out for the Battle Royal. That was the first match he did. He's over there by Denovius and Jared and everybody. And... Uh, I'm just staring over there, just so happy for him. And they're trying their best to pop him, pop him. And then all of a sudden, Dave, he couldn't hold it in. He put this big old cheesy smile on. And then you can see him go. But just for like a split second, he sold it. And then he went back to normal. I mean, those were the little things that you guys didn't catch on TV. But, you know, uh, everybody was excited for him. You remember that moment? I do. Yeah, I, I I thought I saw that. I can't remember what they said that got me, but they did. The last thing the world referee wants is to get a a chant. Yeah. Which takes us... We're ape shit when you ran out, though. Yeah, which takes us to uh, Ric Flair's last match. Let's talk about it, because uh, that's... uh, We're going to pivot, right, right where you said. Like, right, because we talked about we were going to talk about... Sorry, Doug. Basketball turn. I know you were really excited about this match, but we're going to pivot... From the 2008 match of uh, or 2011 match between him and Sting, because honestly, we, it wasn't even really we didn't know it was going to be his last match, right? No, no, that match was uh, it was Garbage. technically supposed to be Sting's last match if he lost to Ric Flair. But no, it was then, never announced it was Ric's last match. I have right? four lines about that match. Trash. Correct. <laughs> Sting um, won. Flair was on the next few weeks. Impacts still in backstage promos and stuff, and. I, I have no idea why he never wrestled again for that. I just had one question from that match, and we can move on. By the way, Ric Flair loses. Um, one question <laughs> from that match. Coach, who did you know in the front row in this one? Well, as a matter of fact, I met the guy that was in the front row at that match in Nashville. 
you know, he was at Ric Flair's last match. He was actually sitting next to us. He said, I was at the Sting Ric Flair match at, at, at the Flair grounds, the TNA. So, yeah, hell of a guy. And uh, he was in the front row again at Ric Flair's last match in this uh, municipal auditorium. Anyway, Rick didn't even look happy to be in this match. He looked absolutely miserable no. through the whole thing. The the chops weren't good. The moves weren't good. It wasn't his night. He wasn't he wasn't into it. Let's just say that. I'm not saying he was he wasn't done being a performer. He just wasn't into that night. So too many interferences and just too much going on. Yeah, my uh, my <laughs> my notes. Crowd is dead and match isn't good. And then, like, yeah. when Hogan comes out, pretty much everybody pays attention to Hogan. Uh, Errol Hebner, J- Jeremy Borash, Sting, Joker, Mike, what did you think of this? Low blow, trading <laughs> chops. Yeah, shit like that. Um, I did like the Sting Joker, the Joker Sting. Yeah, well, Sting, I'll give you the that. insane well, icon. Do you hear him referred to as the insane icon? Because I didn't, like, watch TNA or anything. I was like, man, it's kind of weird. And then he's painted like the Joker, which uh, I knew well, of the character, but I wasn't watching. But My show notes, I've... Oh, I don't toss him. Never mind. I there it is. Him. One thing I'll say for sure, though, is Sting was into it. Yeah. Sting, Sting was, was good into in this it, match. But Rick was not. So, anyway, let's talk. All right. So, let's talk about Ric Flair's last match for real. Uh, I am not going to narrate this because I wasn't there. So, Dave, just if you could just, <laughs> as a rep, the referee in that match, if you could just take it away. Well, I mean, If I'm being honest, I all I saw was, I mean, just I, I saw it on a little bitty screen like this, <laughs> no bigger than that. Um, I loved seeing him do his strut. I loved seeing him do his chops. I loved seeing the love when he he did the little he faked the heart attack and yeah. drew him in and bam, dirtiest player in the game. Yeah, that to me that was one of my favorite moments. Um, but this was not, I mean, it was Ric Flair's last match, but this was Jeff Jarrett showing how great yeah. Jeff Jarrett is. Oh, God. Great. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, I told, I told the group earlier today that after what I witnessed in Nashville this week, this last weekend, that I'm not sure that I'm not putting Jeff Jarrett on my Mount Rushmore. I agree. And that's not for everything that you see in front of the camera. I'm talking about exactly, exactly. The things I witnessed behind it that I'm not going to go into. If we're ever, wherever, you know, together, I'm not elaborate, but just trust me. And in in, in real life, man is a genius. You'll ever talk to. The man is a genius. And he's a heck of a performer. He's better at 55 years old than he was 20 years ago. I think he could do one more run. I think he could too. Like it? Shit. I mean that the uh, you know the when he was coming out to Johnny Cash and all that stuff here recently with GCW and all that. I thought he was going to do that. Out. I thought he was going to do that like a year and a half or something. He's in such amazing shape now, man. He. But WWE doesn't book heat. Boom. They might now. They'd kill him if yeah. they tried to make he him a baby now. face. But if they were willing to let him go and book heat. He's the guy. Who would you put him against? Who would you put him against? You can put him with a lot of people. you wanted to be on, it doesn't matter. I mean, who, who? Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes. Seth Rollins, yes. Roman Reigns. Seth yes, don't need it. Um, Cody yeah, but you need Put him against Theory. You, yeah. Against these guys you you're going to make Theory. Priest, like Damian Priest. You Riddle. Know. 
I would like to see Jarrett as like a as like a leader for Theory. Show Theory the ropes. Seth Rollins don't need it. Well, I don't know. Put Theory with him and have a and have a turn. Because I think you can make Theory. I think Theory could eventually be one of the biggest baby faces in the company. I think Theory's really good. Theory's amazing. You could always have him make a female wrestler. He's done that before. Yeah, that time or two. Well, in WWE, he's not going to do intergender. But what if Charlotte uh, wanted retribution? I was fixing to say that. I'm saying I was teeing it up. (laughs) Teeing it up. There's several wrestlers. Several wrestlers I'd like to see Charlotte go against. I I would be okay with an intergender match. So I was thinking Charlotte. She ain't got to win them. But Charlotte and Randy Orton. But Charlotte and Jeff Jarrett. Money for that one. Charlotte and Jeff Jarrett would be money. Good money. That'd be good. Especially but, at a SummerSlam, <laughs> you know, or some maybe a Survivor Series this year because, what, is Roman going to fight himself? I mean, you're going to need some main event. Yeah. I thought The Rock was going to come out at SummerSlam, but no. Nah. Mm-hmm. guess that's not happening. They would have built that by now. Uh, I'll, I'll speak it into existence right now. Double J, if you're watching. <laughs> WrestleMania in L.A. We'd love to see you in the ring. You know, you still got it, Double J. You know, Ric Flair was was obviously the, the the person we came for, but what you did Sunday night made that special. Without you, it might not have been the match that we saw that night. Thank you, Double J. Don't count out Jay Lethal though. Jay Lethal is a stud. Oh yes. Jay Lethal is an amazing worker, competitor, amazing guy. So underrated. I mean, I know he got big in Ring of Honor. But he deserves to be pushed to the moon and back. Such an amazing competitor. And he had a good win over Orange Cassidy last yeah. night too. So surprised me. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you about Jeff Jarrett. There's often joked about and said that he's like a cockroach. You can't get rid of him. <laughs> but he he just keeps coming back and he's in there. He's been he can always attach himself to something. The reason that he still has a job in wrestling because he's that damn good. He's that damn good at what he does. He can ge- He's another heat generator, too. Because, uh, I mean, you saw the stuff he did for the Rick match, you know? If he gets on a roll cutting, you know, cutting shit and being the heel, like, I think he's still got it, too. Because I was ready for Rick to beat his ass, and he's kind of had a little, uh, you know, the, the parking lot incident, neither here nor there. But with Believable the, heel. Believable with the episodes heel. of his My World thing, I want to see Rick beat him up. <laughs> you know, damn right. He, he's so believable, and that's the best part about him. He, he suspends your belief. And Karen was phenomenal. Karen was great too. Yeah. You know. Yes. Karen and Megan and Conrad, I, I, I wouldn't have predicted that whole angle at all. Oh God, no. That was that. That was great storytelling. Bringing that whole mm-hmm. thing in. I'll yeah, I love kill it. you, bitch. <laughs> the camera caught that good with her yeah. pulling Karen away. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I loved. Did you see Jeff? Jeff knocked shit out of Wendy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then Kyoto get out of Denovius. Kyoto was struggling with the two women there, and that actually allowed Jeff Jarrett to get some color on Ric Flair with the high heel. Boom. Mm-hmm. It got him twice, I think. Yeah. Yep. Can I ask which one of you assholes gave my number to Blue Chew? 
because I'm getting these texts nonstop. Is your shaft failing you? Make yours better at no cost. Now it's coming to light. Now I just got, got drunk some, on tequila. I just got drunk it up. Ago. Got if you fit. take off your pants and are mad, then don't do it anymore. What the hell is going on here? I'm getting these texts but just for a public service announcement kids if you're gonna use drugs recreationally use bluetooth put your phone down when you <laughs> and wrap right. up man i'm getting these texts hourly i get it all right i got it i need so it how brad's blaming us like we did yeah, for real it's either you or my wife it's one of so you here's the thing we got oh, the i wish i would have thought of it Hey, Deb and I are friends on Facebook. How you know uh, she didn't contact me, and then I, uh, you know, I set it up. Does yeah, your wife listen to Corey? You guys, are Facebook, you guys are Facebook friends now. My wife that and I I wish I would have thought of it. <laughs> Does your wife listen to Corey Forster's podcast? She don't. She don't. She don't listen to even my podcast. Well, I'm just saying because <laughs> maybe she wanted to get her a new winger. <laughs> Corey is does that, one. Is that your he always says. He always says in his Bluetooth commercial, his wife goes, where'd that come from? That's not your wiener. <laughs> that freaking oh. Honest question. Have you guys ever tried that stuff? Bluetooth, no. Viagra, yes. <laughs> I bought Bluetooth off one of the subscriptions. I used Conrad's promo code. I just let it expire. Never even tried it. Right. That's, a waste, that's a waste of good What do you need Bluetooth for? What the that's hell what I you thought. Give yourself a heart attack taking it that young. My heart's going like this, by the way. I'm like, oh, yeah, great time. Y'all broke Mike. Look, y'all busted Mike. Yeah. No. I'm done. Back, back, in, the, back in the day, I asked my doctor for a sample of Viagra. And he said, do you need it? And I said, well, I've been married to this woman for a lot. Not my current wife. But Hex, I said, doc, I've been married to her for a while. Sometimes, I mean, vision. <laughs> I mean something. <laughs> and he said, but, uh, "Wow, to pick up, right?" But it made it made me sick. It made me sick to my stomach, and yeah, same with me. It was and then I listened to all the, I listened to all that about Blue Chew, and I tried it one time because they were giving samples out at Starcast. I tried oh. it. It made me sick to my stomach. I. Brad, there's no sense of you taking it if you finish before it kicks in. That's the thing. I, don't, I need to be hornier. I don't. I can't get any hornier. So what are we exactly. talking about? So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry to bust up the. Well, match, we, we found Brad's sponsorship deal. We got a uh, Devin's got us Pepsi Nitro. Adam, Adam's got old Bucky's. Brad's now, uh, you know, reaching a different demographic with the uh, Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Here's a question for Dave. You know. Uh, no, I don't Eddie. need it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm getting off of that. Um, as Dave stated earlier, Road Dog uh, in his podcast this week kind of gave uh, a great behind the scenes of, of the, the production that he was the executive producer of the show. You know, you got to see it firsthand. How is Road Dog as an executive producer? Wonderful. <clears throat> it was in my ear. I, and I'm t- Okay, let me be honest with y'all. I've used the earpiece one time in my, maybe twice, well, maybe two or three times I've had to wear earpiece. It distracted me in the ring. I felt like, because I'm listening, and I might, some things got, my, my attention was, I wasn't prepared to, I mean, 
I, I, I do house show style matches. TV's a different animal. I learned a whole lot, and I'm going to get better at it, and I'm going to get with professionals that I'm going to get some more training to know more about working TV style. But that being said, I got Road Dog in my ear, and he was so, it was so great. I mean, you know, and that's, he, he was, nothing upset him. Everything, I mean, he, he wasn't yelling in your ear. You know, you were getting what you needed from him. It all went so smooth, and, this, and we timed the show out. I mean, but I mean, when somebody was getting, if, if it looked like somebody was hurt, Hey, let's get let's check on them. Ref, are they okay? They're already calling for medics just in case. Uh, I mean, that kind of attention to the to the to, to the safety of, of everybody. Uh, the production meeting, you know, he told us what I mean, he told us what we needed. Talked to us like we were people. There wasn't no, I mean, it was just it was an incredible incredible thing to be a part of. And um, it's different. So much respect for Road Dog. What's that? Whenever they talk to you compared to talking at you, it's yes. a whole different thing. God damn it, Dave. God damn it. God, God damn it. <laughs> Is fucking Vince McMahon the whole thing? I didn't mean to cut you off, brother. I'm sorry. No, I mean, it's... But but Scott Armstrong was very helpful. You had Dr. Tom back there that was very... I, I mean, it was just incredible. Those three right there. And then, um, I mean, just... The enormity of the production crew. It just was uh, quite an experience. I mean, I was. It's the most professional thing I've ever been a part of. I actually watched the credits because I wanted to see if I recognized any names. And I was like, man, they got some shit going on right here. <laughs> you know, yeah. I saw. Obviously, recognized, you know, Brian James for sure, but I was like, okay, this is. You know, this wasn't like you. And of course, uh, the impact, I think it was the impact uh, announcer, like, because, you know, they brought in the guest ones. I think it was him. He mentioned it like, hey, this is our, like, production equipment. This is our, like, ring or whatever. So, you know, they had the good. It's not like they had to just bring in contract fucking cameras and stuff. So uh, it's Scott cool D. that Moore they was backstage when he did. Who? Scott D. Moore. Yes, he was. Yes, Thought he was. I saw him. Well, he actually went out and did um, commentary with Tony. Yep. See, where I was sitting, I could, I was, at my angle, I couldn't see who was with Tony and them. So I didn't know Hennepin was out there. Uh, I, I can't remember who come out, but all I saw was uh, Mr. Crockett and Tony. So I had yeah, no idea any of them guys. I just happened to see Scott kind of come around the side one time. But if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have even known he was there. there so Dave, you're uh... a lot of people backstage. <laughs> You're getting TV ready. You're working on shows with Scott Demore. How long until we see you in Impact Wrestling? I, that's not realistic. <laughs> you the referee, you know. I heard they have an opening. I would love to, but but I've got you know a day job. I've got a day job. I'm 56 years old. My job comes with a pension. It's not something that I could give up. Uh, as bad as I'd like to, I don't think I can make enough. I don't think I can make enough money being a wrestling referee at my age. Uh, I'm, I've been telling everybody about my experience that I'm a minor leaguer. They got called up to the majors. I batted 118 and hit a home run. <laughs> hey, man. 
Hell you yeah. hit a home run I, indeed. I don't think they got my best work the other night. Now I will say I watched I've, I've watched the Von Erich match, the Von Erichs and Briscoes, and it didn't look as bad as I felt like. Not the match, my participation in it. It didn't look as bad to me as I felt like it was when I was in there. I mean, I was letting some stuff slide, but again, I was I, I was honestly distracted by my earpiece, trying to not get trying to play in front of the hard camera. Uh, those were the things that were going on, and I'm always going to be my worst critic. Um, I think I got to the ring too quick at the end, but they say I didn't. Um, I locked up at the. I came out of the tunnel and kind of stopped and started. Uh, you know, it was. But I mean, it was a great experience, and I'm really looking forward to. Um, having I'm hoping I'm had the opportunity to, to, to do that again. I do have an opportunity that I'll know by Monday if I'm gonna be able to accept or not. That that'll be a pretty big deal. Nice. Awesome. There's there's some doors that have been open to me. I've had the best week ever. That's what I'm talking about, man. But I don't referees don't normally get their roses, so I'm in I'm I'm enjoying my fifteen minutes, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well in in it in the Briscoe match and obviously the last count one thing I love about you, Dave, is your counts are firm and strong, and you can tell right away that this is like you really get into your count. You sell it. I mean, Thank you. yeah, you really sell it. And facial expressions, too. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're not really, uh, I like how you were just like stoic in it. You're not like, because there's some people who get criticized of, you know, putting their face and uh, themselves in positions to be on camera, like crazy looking and stuff. She's, and you're the, not, best they, she's the best they got. That is true. <laughs> but uh, you didn't she likes that camera. She does like that camera. Well, I mean, well, if you're over, you're over. Like it is what it is. I mean, when the crowd got, chants Aubrey, you kind of are, I mean, you're not supposed I'm to. I'm not shitting on Aubrey. I yeah. mean, she's got great facials, but she knows where that camera's at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I did not, you, uh, I did not know where that camera was at. <laughs> <laughs> right. But but uh but I do think, I mean, if you're stoic, I mean, sell what's going on around you. Man, damn that chop hurt. Yeah. That looks like that hurt. But I mean it looked like you were in control. Like you had the you you were the, the authoritative figure or whatever. Yes. Like you weren't, it wasn't below you. You know, like they weren't controlling you. You were like, you know, I am the referee. <laughs> you know, like that. Like you commanded the respect, I guess. Thank you. Yeah. Dug it. And you helped me get over at work because the security guards at my school, they were all watching it. And they obviously they saw me. But then when I got to work on Monday, I showed them the picture of you and me. You know, when we took the picture at, at back in the back. Is oh my god, you know the referee? So thanks a lot, pal. <laughs> I appreciate it. Like I said, as referees, we Kyoto said the other night when he came in and they said we were glad to see that you were gonna be the referee. He said, I don't sell tickets, I comp them. Yeah. Nobody's coming to see the referee. Did he say anything to you? Like, because he was the ref in that match and like you got the final count. Did he say anything like talk, well, I mean, you don't have to go into detail or nothing, but did he mention like, yo, hey, we're, it's us, you know, like we're the ones. Yeah, I mean that's really cool. I mean, 
when he did, I mean, we, when we threw the match and set it up, I mean, and he found out what was going to happen, I mean, he was excited to be a part of it. He didn't pity you at all or envy you? <laughs> like, I wanted to do that. No, no, no. There was none of that. <laughs> there was none of that. Um, everybody was real supportive. The whole weekend was a love fest. And I see, mean, and I kayfabed. I kayfabed. I wouldn't tell anybody. Nothing. So the other refs, they didn't know until, I mean, it was close to time when 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 somebody said, I need that, I need that earpiece. I said, I'm going to need it. <laughs> I mean, Man. so, I mean. I loved it. It was, it was a, quite an experience. Quite the experience. And the belt, man. I saw you trying to give them the belt at the end, too. They had that on camera. Yeah. Right. I tried. The fact that he was wearing the belt was really cool, too. Yeah. I mean, it was a really good picture. I saw a really good picture of me holding it out to him. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not lost on me that that's the big gold belt. Right. This is one of those moments in your life that you're going to think of literally every single day for the rest of your life. Probably. You called, Probably. you counted Ric Flair's last ever pinfall. Trust me, though. Whenever, whenever somebody says, "Hey, what's the, who's, who's the biggest star you ever refereed for, Ric Flair?" <laughs> right. That's right. What's your favorite? What's your favorite moment? You might as well ask me my second one because it's Ric Flair. <laughs> How do you top it? How do you top it? I, you I don't think you can. <laughs> I really don't think you can. I mean. Well, I've, never been been of, I've never been in front of 9,000 people before. Probably yeah, never be in front of 9,000 people again. So that was your mm -hmm. biggest ever crowd? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it multi multiplied. I think <laughs> the biggest one I've had before was probably between 1,000 and 1,500. Yeah. Oh, wow. I refereed an NWA show in Tyler, Texas at the Oil Palace. Blue, Blue Demon was the NWA champion at the time. And uh, they're probably a little over a thousand people there, fifteen hundred max. I love it. I did a NWA Texas Heavyweight Championship match. You ever do a Western States Heritage uh, match? I know. <laughs> <laughs> did North American? I've done I've done a couple of North Americans. I did North American when Mike DiBiase was a champion. I did North Americans when Tim Storm was a champion. Nice. I love it. That's awesome. And it's, uh, you took advantage of the opportunities, uh, like, because, I mean, not only do you get the opportunities, sometimes you have to open that door and step in yourself. Like, you can only be presented so much, and you fucking took hold of the moment and fucking killed it. Like, that's what I like about it all, you know. Mm -hmm. You can be presented whatever. It's up to you to do it, and you fucking crushed it. Well, what overwhelmed me was Conrad's confidence in me that he had that kind of confidence in me because you know that that decision didn't come without some kind of pushback. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're going to put your boy over. Oh, your boy is going to come in. You know, yeah. I mean, it's that and he had the, the one that he, the kindness that he shows me because he's, he's, we're genuinely, we're genuinely friends and I love him. But for him to put me in that position and him to put that much confidence on me to trust me with something that big, that's what overwhelmed me. The job didn't overwhelm me. I mean, it's a cool moment. Mm. 
it's a cool moment. But if I'm being honest, it was the it was it was that show of faith that 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 is the coolest part about the whole thing. Devin, did you just burp? Yeah, I tried to push mute, and then I did not push mute, and <laughs> I missed that. it. That was By so loud. Was trying to tell, tell us about like, the greatest moments of his life here, and you're freaking <laughs> I'm so sorry. I did not. <laughs> Are you, what is it, non-nitro-pepsi? Aren't you I'm drinking, like, a Mike's Heart Lemonade, too? Like, what is it? What do we have? Carb? We actually have carbonated Pepsi over there? What the fuck? <laughs> it's just freaking Mike's Heart. It's, it's I know Mike's Heart, but what does that have to do with your drink? You know why Mark's Heart? Bluetooth. There it is. <laughs> That's right. Speaking of uh, Bluetooth and all that stuff, Brad, I think it's a. Yeah. Uh, let's just fucking do it, right? It's the Hall of Fame, no. fucking everybody wants it. So, Dave, you are it. you are participating. I don't know if you've listened to our show before, but we are big FMK uh, people here, it's and over. we don't just we don't just do the ladies, okay? So, okay, we need, we need reasons why as well. All right. All right, so this is courtesy of Mr. Randy Elcori. Now, for those of you who don't know who that is, that is James Father. Daddy. Oh, yeah. Who so, we will all see in Chicago, except for Devin, who hates us. So, FMK, and this is the Asian version, Mr. Elcori. So, they, oh, I can't call you that. Randy. <laughs> is the Asian version. Can you see say it like that every time you say it, too? <laughs> He's got Oscar, Kari Sane. Did I say that right? Kyrie. Kyrie. I meant Kyrie. I knew it was right. And Io Shirai. That's not her name anymore, is it? Yeah. Io Sky. But that's okay. We'll go with Io Shirai because back then it's what her name was uh, when I got this information. I don't know why I went off screen there. But uh, anyway, so Devin, I know you know who these young ladies are. And as our young buck that can't wait to put it in his uh, fiance, what do you got? Uh, huh. <laughs> this one is, uh, it is. That was gross. This is, gross. <laughs> this one's gonna be, uh, a little Welcome back, Adam. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the personal lives of these three ladies or like what they're really interested in. I'm not huge, like, What's followers. That? Who cares? So uh, I'm just going to have to personally go off looks here. So, he knows the personal lives of everybody else we've talked about? What is yeah, this for real. Well, we've, we, we've looked in depth and known parts. We've had stuff, characters but... in movies. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. All right. Asuka, she's nuts. I got to kill her off the bat. She's just gone. I'm sorry. Wow. She's too crazy every entrance, and I bet she'd be nuts to try to keep up with. Io Shirai, she seems like the coolest down-to-earth one. Uh, oh, I'm marrying her. Io Sky, you're right. I apologize. <laughs> and then that leaves uh, Kyrie Zane. So I'm fucking Kyrie Zane, I guess. All right, Mike. Well, I'm going to marry Asuka because if she's a freak like that coming down the ring, she's going to be a freak, and I might not even need Bluetooth. So, <laughs> <laughs> um. Man. Sky and who was the other one? I know who you're talking about. I can't remember her name. Asuka, Kari Sane, and Eo Sky. Yeah. All right. Um, Kyo Sane, I'll get rid of her just because I don't know who she is. And wow. Sky, <laughs> she's uh, she's good looking. So, yeah, let's fuck her. Well, good looking is a re good reason to fuck, right? And I heard she's Scottish. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey ho! Hey ho! That's a callback. All, right. <laughs> All right, Josh Rosenbaum, Coach Rosie. Well, I'm gonna have to kill that pirate. I couldn't trust a pirate. Kyrie saying that she's a pirate. You know, I'm I'm worried that she'd steal from me and drink all my rum. So she's got to go. I'm going uh, to uh, F Asuka because I bet she makes some very unique sounds when she's getting pounded. You know, the way that she speaks sometimes, you know, you you might get a show. (laughs) I popped super name. And so much for having Paul Water back. Yeah. (laughs) And last but not least, I'd marry uh, Eos uh, Sky because there could be a chance that Bailey would come over. Yeah, exactly. I always say I got two women telling me I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> Adam, I, I know you're under the weather, but you're you're gonna have to you're, you you have to you you have to stick around and do this. All right, so let's just get it done. Oh, I'm effing all three of them. Oh, again hey amy they don't get to do it, right? <laughs> you didn't say when i had but... yeah fuck those rules all right i love amy but yeah those rules she was off her rocker with that <laughs> they made perfect sense though yeah made perfect sense because everybody didn't want to yell at amy <laughs> go would you no Right, exactly. No, no, no. Plus, her husband's six seven she's the reason why <laughs> i was able to meet to dashwood because she gave me the courage to go over there and that, and Adam O'Neill threw me over there. By the no, way, I love that it's your profile pic on Facebook, by the way, like it's your girlfriend. Oh, I saw <laughs> the new guy at work. He's like, dude, your girlfriend's hot. And I'm like, what were you talking about? Yeah. Oh, I knew that she was she is hot, ain't she? Yeah, she is. So, uh, yeah, here's a good day. But um, I, I'm, I'm kind of with Coach, you know. <clears throat> um, I'm effing EO Sky because then Dakota Kai comes over, Ann Bailey comes over. And then just, hey, hey, everybody's tagging half hour. Um, I'd probably kill Oscar because she'd probably kill me if I didn't kill her first. And I'd just marry um, Kyrie Sane because she seems like a sweetheart. I couldn't be mean to her. Super Dave, what are we doing? Getting canceled? <laughs> I, I never have 15 minutes to time. It's over now. I was never Got everybody. Game, so. <laughs> this is minute 16. Here we go. All right. Well, I'm gonna make I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sweet love to Oscar because she's close. She's closer. I don't think to my, such thing as sweet love because she's because she's closer to my age. Uh, I'm gonna kill the pirate because I don't like it gimmick. Grab your booty. <laughs> and I'll marry and I'll marry Sky. Hmm. Well All right, said. James, go ahead and name your other people. No, <laughs> no, I'm gonna keep it uh, in theme. This is my father's, you know. So I gotta, yeah, you go. go. Uh, I'm definitely marrying Oscar. I think she's a hell of a wrestler. I love the. Uh, I think she's pretty sexy. I don't know. Some about her gets me every time. So I'm definitely marrying Oscar, so I can hopefully have sexual relations with her more often. It's the outfit. Uh. Hi, I I'm ready for Oscar. If right, I'll I'm try ready to for be, another Oscar too. We need uh, we need Oscar Charlotte legit settlement to that uh, bullshit that happened at the Mania. But I digress. We uh, who am I? Marion Oscar. I'm uh, 
EOS guy is probably getting killed because I think, uh, you know, little pirate chick is pretty sexy. But only sexy enough to have sex with and then be like, all right, here's your Uber money. Please. You're done. Because I, the that whole gimmick aspect does, like, trip me out. I don't like it. Yeah, you know, and all that stuff. Don't really get it. But she is attractive to me. But I'm marrying Oscar because I feel like I could, you know, I want to spend the rest of my life with Oscar. That's nice, James. Right. I guess it's my turn, right? So, all right. There was a moment where Io Shirai was in NXT, and it was the War Games match where they she decided she was going to be on the same team as the uh, the baby faces at the time. And she kind of came in and saved the day, and all four of them were on the ladder, okay? I don't remember the other three, but I remember her standing there. And she was kind of just posing in the right way where everything just looked really good, okay? So I am going to go ahead and marry her because I'm going to take care of that every chance I get. What, what's the problem, Adam? What? It remind me, number with, I have a picture of EO. Okay. 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 I'll remember. Remind me. All right. So, but I, I just remember that moment, just like I remember some bad moments with some other women, like the woman from uh, the girl from American Beauty, that I didn't want any part of her because of that movie. But I remember this moment in the war games, like getting ready for war games. And I was like, Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Now, Oscar, on the other hand, I am gonna go ahead and fuck Oscar because just for the entrance alone. But that entrance has to happen at the house. So she's gonna <laughs> take down the door. She's got to have the mask, and she's got to just go all in on me and then that is and then we're just gonna tear it up for the best three and a half minutes of her life because i'm gonna go all twice. in on you go twice. twice i promise you twice most of the time will be heard disrobing also yes most at least three minutes of it and then twice for me so and then uh all in on me and and just, nothing against saying uh, nothing against carrie saying it's just uh i i prefer the other two but uh I'm, i i like it so now dave we go to the gentleman wait a minute which one uh was one of these uh, ladies the one that put the, the trash can over her head and like that was Eo. Eo did that. I'll be damned. Nothing like Other reason, see, she's out. Uh, <laughs> she I'm put not, herself I'm in. The I, I'm picturing. I'm picturing her on that ladder posing. I'm in. I'm in. So. Oh, you just, you just wait. You wait. So, uh, all right, we got the gentleman now. The gentleman, I know, and I know that Devin is excited for the gentleman. So, oh boy, <laughs> we have Shinsuke Nakamura, Tajiri. And newly signed Impact wrestler Kushida. Devin, what do you got? Um. All right. So Shinsuke, Kushida, and who is the third? Kushida, Tajiri, Shinsuke Nakamura. Tajiri. All right. I'm marrying Tajiri. He's funny <laughs> as hell. I'm gonna laugh for the next fifty. Well, next twenty years with him, and then I'll have fifty left. But. Oh boy. <laughs> so um i'll marry to jerry because it'll be hysterical um shinsuke has gotta go he can be annoying as hell so i gotta kill shinsuke what the hell is wrong with you yeah i'm not happy with you at all right now not at all Neither <laughs> sorry God, i'm sorry but then kushida i guess i'm fucking kushida he's the youngest anyways so it probably what does that mean she had to put had to had to mention it once Go ahead and tell Erica you love her, too. Get it out of the way. Love you, Erica. <laughs> uh, for the love of God. She knows. She knows. She's not even here. Because of her. She's not All even right, here. Huh? I'm home alone. She, I just yelled that. Home alone, huh? Mm. All right. Take care of yourself tonight, thinking of these three men. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. All right. I am 
marrying to Jerry. Like Devin said, he's funny as hell, and he's about my size, so he can be real tall. Um, <laughs> Shinsuke, as long as he's coming to the bedroom with that music, I'm good. You know, one time, open that hotel room, let's go. I'm good with that. Other dude, I don't know who he is, so I'm killing for the love of God, that's twice you've done that to it's, me. It's twice impact. you've done that to me now, where you don't know someone. We're on a wrestling show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh Rosenbaum. Um, I'm killing the impact guy because I don't uh, I don't hang out with uh, guys that are in you know lower divisions. That's I, not I true at all. By the way. Not NXT. true at all. <laughs> <laughs> he he used to be Hideo Itami, right? And he used to be Kushida in NXT. And he'd come out as a time traveler oh. with the watch and shit. Okay, all that's good news. I'm still killing him. Then you win. <laughs> and then uh, the wrong I'm going to uh, f uh, to Jerry because uh, I think we'd have a fun night. It'd make me laugh. I like music, so I'm marrying Shinsuke because uh, I love his music. I love how he appreciates music, and he's strong as hell. That strong cell stuff, you know, he can protect me. You know, instead of me trying to protect somebody else, I need somebody to protect me. And he's the guy. All right, Adam. Uh, so I'm kind of curious on who Devin thought we were talking about. <laughs> were you- I was thinking Hideo with Tommy, not Kushida. Yeah. But now, yeah. now I'm, uh, I'm still sticking with it. I'll you want to talk about? You want to talk about being canceled, Dave? There's other reasons to get canceled around here. Yeah, oh. Devin. Just cut <laughs> my answers. Nakamura. Cause I can imagine every night, hit the music. Here I come, you know, to get tarred shit. By the way, number thirty-three on the top one hundred of Ringside Rant. Yeah, who's who's the host of that shit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Love you, RJJ. matters. And pond water once a month. <laughs> yeah, right. Not every show has to have a rating. Get her. Pop in the territory monthly. <laughs> there it is. Popping your ratings. One day a month. Uh, yeah, so Marion. Yeah, Marion Nakamura. Uh, I'd be afraid of Tajiri because anybody with the nickname Buzzsaw scare, uh, scares me. So I'm killing him before he gets a hold of me. And the Kushida. Hi, buddy. Should put that time traveler watch on. We'll get <laughs> two, three times. Dial it back, go again. Dial it back, go again. Dollar back, going. Okay, sorry. So, yeah. All right, Dave, you're up. I'm going to make an executive decision. <laughs> All right, Dave. <laughs> I don't want Dave to answer this question because Ric Flair wouldn't answer this question. And the referee that refed his last match should not have to answer this question. What the I fuck killed, kind of bullshit I killed is that? <laughs> <laughs> Jinsuke's dead because that's a one ugly son of a bitch right there. <laughs> Thank you, Super Dave. And then, even the and I'm married to Jerry because he's funny. But even those spitters are quitters. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Quote of the night. And then the impact dude's gonna get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. Oh, yeah, he is. It's a t-shirt. And you know why? Adam, tell him. And tell him why. We're going to dial it back and do it again. We're going to dial it back and do it again. Well, no, because any bitch can get it. Oh, (laughs) shit, damn it. Man, he is pissed off that he didn't get what you were picking up. I teed him up, man. I teed him up. Yeah, forget it with him. 
He's sick tonight. Go ahead, James. Dollar back. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Man, I really do like Shinsuke's music. Um, <laughs> I may uh, fuck Shinsuke, I guess. <laughs> but it's definitely gonna be a one go. Like, ha, ah, you know. Right by the time his theme's over, I'm done. Dave's done. <laughs> it's just that he let off with the music. Hey, man, as long as he walks out, like, it's, you know, by the time the theme's done, I'm done. <laughs> so, no doubt. No doubt. After that, well, who am I going to oh. marry? Yeah. Hmm. Probably Tajiri, I guess. Then, Because uh, I don't really know the other dude that much. Kashida, is that his name? Kashida, NXT Kashida. No fucking man. He'd come out like Marty McFly or some shit. Okay, that's what I thought. Oh, yeah, uh... he has the vest on. Yeah. Oh. I feel like I let down the set. Hey, your dad picked him. I know he did. <laughs> he, nah, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, he, uh, he said it would be of an Eastern Asian variety. <laughs> yeah, I guess Kashida may be out. All right. All right. You know. I got you, so I guess I'm up. Oh! <laughs> you just canceled, Brad. This was gonna get well, copyrighted. No right doubt. Here. I am marrying Mr. Shinsuke Nakamura, and I know you all talked about the music, but it is about the music. Right. <laughs> sweet music to me every night of the week. That being said, Tajiri's out. I don't care how funny he is. He looks like shit. Okay. <laughs> And I'm going to fuck Kushida, because if you seen the guy make some moves in the ring? Any bitch can get it. Damn it, I'm too late. Damn it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yes, Kushida is uh, my one-night stand. Nakamura is the love of my life. And Tajiri is out. Thank you, Randy. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Randy. Hey, Randy, you got something for uh, uh, Asians? This is uh, very interesting how you chose three Asian uh, men and three Asian women. Oklahoma. Hey, Randy. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare. Fuck <laughs> uh, seriously, thank you for the contribution. And uh, like I said, we only do this every other week, but I've done it seven straight weeks. Yes. Oh, boy. Uh, so I do have a question. Oh, here we break it uh, go. We're sick. I don't know if I can stay on, but we're going to continue. Uh, I feel better now. <laughs> Super Dave, do you, do you have like a favorite like corny dad joke? Oh yeah, waka, like waka, waka. Waka. <laughs> yeah, I do, and you kind of put me on the spot. <laughs> uh, I do. I got one question. If well, a clown, did, did if, him, so. if a clown farts, does it smell funny? <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, I had one I was telling last week, and I can't remember what it was, but it was a, it was the epitome of a dad joke. <laughs> Two guys walking to a bar. Third guy. The third ducks. one ducks. Uh, woo! God walks into a bar. This so penguin, bad. this penguin, this uh, penguin goes to a garage because his car's messed up. He said, "My car's not running right. I need you to look at it." So the guy said, "We'll look at it. It's gonna take me a few minutes." He penguin goes, "All right, well, I'm gonna go cross the street and get some ice cream, and I'll be back in a minute." Penguin comes back. Goes and gets him an ice cream. He comes back. 
I asked the mechanic, he said, what's wrong with my car? He goes, looks like you blew a seal. He said, no, that's just a little ice cream. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a dad joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take it. That's all I can come up with. I, I, did, I did forget about Ted, uh, Ted Hillbilly, Hillbilly Hill. He sent me uh, yeah. one, and he said, I just ordered an egg and a chicken from Amazon on the same day. I'll let you know. <laughs> hey, uh, James, guess what I forgot again? Questions. Yeah, let me just get through these real quick. <laughs> I know we're I know we're running low. We're running uh, short on time. So uh, this question comes to us from Michael McClanahan. So everybody, get their notebooks oh, out. Oh Lord Almighty! Get their translations out. Everything, everything. Get it out. You whip it out, Mike. All right. What are the crew's thought? Here we go. What are the crew members' <laughs> thoughts and feelings on? retirement in quotes concept and storyline is it possible for anyone truly to remain retired in pro wrestling provide specific examples to justify your responses well obviously rick flair <laughs> is not retired three times what else do you got well, i mean there's been a million days, right? uh didn't terry funk retire one time fully <laughs> <laughs> retire for 20 days <laughs> true so the answer is, I'm so retired. Mark Henry. There you go. I mean, yeah. Undertaker retired every year. <laughs> then he come back at WrestleMania. I don't what know. What about guys that should have retired? Uh, Even the man we spoke about earlier, Shawn Michaels, he retired, but then I mean, came back done. 10 years later to do it. Right? 98, he was done. Stone Cold. Yeah. Yeah, 19 yeah. years or whatever, 16, something like that. Man, so I'm not going to fault these guys because there's a thrill about going between those ropes and getting in that ring. I got one. I bet Vince McMahon's retired from the ring. Tell him, Paul Water, tell him <laughs> how exciting that is. Never say never. <laughs> day that you get up on that apron, wipe your feet, and climb to them ropes, and it's not a thrill, is the day that that's when you don't do it no more. Correct. That's when you don't have the butterflies before you come through the curtain. So, well, the answer is no. Yeah, right? No, there's no real retirements. I mean, unless... Right. I mean, unless then, I mean, a lot of guys, they retire, but they're still involved in the business. Yeah. Road dog. There you go. Yeah. Perfect example. Uh, Brian Haremson had a question. Do you guys think that... I, and we've answered this in different ways on different matches. Do you guys think that at WrestleMania, Rick versus Sean should have gone on last? Hmm. What was last? Second from last, maybe. There was two championship matches that went on after this. So and a know. women's match. No. Yeah, it wasn't. It was like in the middle, I believe. Yeah. It's probably a good way to do it. I mean, we talked about this with like The Rock and uh, Hogan at one time. You know, it's. I'm. Um, you know, it didn't go on last, but the next night on Raw. Flair did have like 45 minutes in the ring at the very end of it. Yeah. So that kind of right there could have made up for it. And they even went another 20 minutes after Raw went off. Like <laughs> off right there. I don't know that I'd want to go home being down about, I mean, leaving, leaving the yeah. show. Down. True. <laughs> but I couldn't tell you what the main event was that night. Um, I looked at it. I forgot. Randy Triple H from Cena, wasn't it? Maybe. Uh, I, I did look at it and I, I think I, I, I'm a believer in the championship going last. 
but I understand what he's saying. It was the most important match of the night. Be ready and set it. What'd you say, Josh? Uh, my wife asked me a question. I should have. Uh, okay. Been well, but, it, it but here's the thing, I, I though. If you, if you put the title in front of them and let them go last, then what do you do next year? You can't put the title last and be like, well, now this year is more important than everybody. So you kind of run into a, uh, you know, why is it okay to go last this year, but not last year? Why is it okay to go? Stone Cold kicked Kevin Owens on night one of WrestleMania and went last. Of night one. Of night one. I get it. It's a little different. (laughs) I I get it. All right. We don't know. Night one was the better of the nights. It was more fun. For sure. Oh, yeah. I agree with that 100. I agree with that. I think I think the Jackass match should have gone last, but no one agrees. So so I... <laughs> the main event of the 2008 WrestleMania was Undertaker versus Edge for the World Heavyweight Championship. You now you also have the streak involved. So what was what was the match before that? The match before that was the Triple Threat between Triple H, Randy Orton, and John streak, Cena. I think the streaks the biggest. Well, I mean, this is 08, so it's 14 years ago. So. I don't know. It probably I guarantee exactly you that I did not yet. make it. I did not make it through the triple threat match without going <laughs> to sleep. <laughs> All right, finally, guys. Uh, I don't. This can go on forever. So, Zola Lopez. <laughs> we all know him. <laughs> we all love him. Which athlete in all of sports final moment in the spotlight had the greatest impact on you? Ah, oh, good question. Yeah. What the fuck, right? <laughs> Go ahead. I love it. What, what about Dale Hart Sr.? We need to start reading these questions before we he record. died? <laughs> yeah, he died. I mean, that was the most impact one. I was sad. Dark, <laughs> that was a dark moment there, Mike. I right? Hell of, uh, hell of a take on that question there. Holy shit, dude. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I was there, but I was there, too. But it, it was somewhere. I was there, yeah. It was in Daytona. I was. That's when I was living in Daytona. Oh. Yeah. You were there? I was, I, I was working the track, yeah. That was a cool Shit, how did we not talk about this? Well, because we were wrestling. Anybody else have anything they'd like to share quickly? I love Derek Jeter. He's one of my favorite of all-time I players. Get the fuck out of here with your New York Yankees. His the final ever hit. You know, when, uh, when Aikman and Emmett retired? When Irvin got injured and was kind of forced to retire, man? When I was Whitten gonna retired? I going to go with Irvin. I'll Whitten never forget. It was a pretty rough one. I'll never forget Irvin being taken off the field in Philadelphia. And I'll never forget Philadelphia. So, Philadelphia. Motherfuckers, dude. Thank you, asshole. Motherfuckers. Go eat horse shit. Assholes. That's where I'm from, Dave. Just a heads up. My bad. Dave, he's a son of a bitch. I mean, I apologize (laughs) for nothing. (laughs) Right? They threw batteries at Coach Landry. Yeah. That's evil. We also threw snowballs at Santa. The only NFL team to have a J.P. Court in a jail in the stadium. Right, let's say you know those days were over. That was the bet. And you know what? It probably wouldn't have been a bad idea for a lot of you. Oh, okay. All right, I'd like I got to answer. All good, Dave. I'd like I to answer. One, this might not be like celebrity-wise, retirement, whatever. But I remember when I was a kid, when the AF went off the air, <laughs> I died. <laughs> I lost my shit when Alf went off the air. How did he go off? Did he die? Did they cancel it? Back to space? That's the problem. Most of these retirements don't happen on purpose. You know, that's what makes it a little difficult. I will say, like, I was a little young, but Muhammad Ali losing to um, Larry Holmes 
and being almost ruined for life with you know because he got hit in the head too many times was a very very impactful retirement nothing like i often thought very very sad very very sad way to go out embarrassing almost so anybody else coach yeah um jenna jameson uh in in her last film um she took it like a champ i mean she went out on top and that's that's what that's the way to go out on top and uh you know she was listening much love jenna that, uh you're a tremendous actress and um I thank you for the birth of my first son you were right there with us and uh your retirement video was one of a kind also no book adam we're done Oh, no boy. I got my phone. I got my phone. Okay. Can't beat right. that, y'all. You can't beat that. He did. But That's what she did. said. <laughs> I got it now. Waka, waka, waka. James, I'm done with the questions. Let's move on. If you don't oh, end this man. shit now, we'll never end it. Yeah, let's do this meat minute, this demographic, and be on our freaking way. Uh, They'll yeah. say, Devin, what's your demographic? And then we'll meet minute out. Yeah. Hey, Erica's great. I love her. Let's get married. <laughs> right. right. Did you guys <laughs> do it? I did in the can. Natural Pepsi's wonderful. Yeah. My yeah. Devin's demographic of the week is uh, actually about Little League baseball coaches. I can't stand them. Uh, honestly, I was at uh, two Little League baseball games over the past week, and both times I seen – my soon-to-be nephew's son or soon-to-be nephew's team lose both games because their coach was an idiot and tried to get in fights with an umpire and, like, was yelling at his pitcher and just – I think if you're going to coach Little League Baseball, you got to do it for the right thing. You got to do it for the passion of the sport and stuff. Don't be out there trying to win at a, as a 40-year-old person coaching these Little Leaguers. Yeah, I hate those 40-year-olds. <laughs> no, I just mean like you're a dad. You're not supposed to be like taking it to heart if you win or lose. But like, yeah, most of these little league coaches aren't like that. Like, if you're gonna coach the sport, coach it for the right reasons. But, I remember uh, umpiring and screamed at by everybody, and I was right, right, Dave. <laughs> I've done the same thing. I uh, one time I was umping for little league and started getting yelled at by a parent. I took off the mask and handed it to him. Said, "Here, you want to call the game?" I was 13. How'd that go over? They just sat right there. called the rest of the game. I got paid for it. They do shut up. That is the nice thing. They will shut up. They do. I wrote that down. It was like Tuesday when I was pissed off at a coach. I was like, this is a good (laughs) demographic. (laughs) Here's Uh, a StarCast favorite moment for me. When Conrad introduced me to Rick, he, he introduced me as coach, and Rick said, nice to meet you, coach. That. That was great. That was great. Awesome. That's cool. Sounds like a very coachable moment of the week. Whoa. And oh, the big man. Oh, another run in. Another run in. Oh, Stephanie. Hey, what's up? <laughs> oh, hey, a little late. <laughs> hey, it's me. It's Josh. I got our shirt on. Hey, I like go. it. Love you. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> hey, look at that. Awesome, guys. <laughs> I think that's the sign that Dave's about ready to go. You so. talk about somebody out kicking their coverage? That man right there, dude. Yeah, that's what we've been hearing. Ringside <laughs> rant. I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are too sweet. 
Every time I see Mrs. Miller, she was always going to do something, helping somebody. She was always, oh, okay. well, always had stuff in her hand helping. She was busy every time I saw her. Dave, I've heard very good things. Oh, well, thank y'all. Oh yeah. You should have seen her. You should have seen her at the at the last match. <laughs> they put her up. They gave her tickets. Put her in the upper bowl, and she wasn't having that shit. Next thing I know, <laughs> next thing I know, she's on the front row sitting in the Undertaker's chair till he gets there. <laughs> That upper I bowl mean, was terrible. I mean, I'm backstage thinking, guys. <laughs> and I mean, she's called me so many times about it. And I'm thinking, I'm fixing on StubHub and find her a ringside seat. Cause I'm trying to, I'm in pregame here. I'm going to anybody to listen because Silva told her she was going to be where she could take pictures. Well, he told me I'd have a good seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I go look at the monitor. I go look at the monitor because I want to watch Rick's entrance. And they show Kid Rock, and she's sitting right behind Kid Rock with a Palm Water Dave shirt. <laughs> and I'm like, how does she do it? <laughs> you might end up in a Kid Rock video. That I'll speak that into existence. You never know. Oh, cowboy, baby. <laughs> with the video. I hijacked her show tonight. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> it's I loved it. It's his show. <laughs> I came in and he's got his referee shirt on. I'm like, oh lord, here we go. Thank oh, you for yeah. giving him to us <laughs> for the past two minutes. hours. Yeah, <laughs> Exclu an exclusive, exclusive interview. That's right. You got the first one. There it Ooh. is. There it is. Here live. I, I tell you what, it, it couldn't have happened to a better guy. Thank you. you can you can right. go to any of Dave's socials, and unless you saw it happen, you wouldn't know it even happened because they he ain't said a word about it. If it was me, I'd have told everybody. <laughs> but if you go look on anything he's got, you couldn't even tell it. That's oh. how humble he is. Well, thank you. well, hey, man, uh, if you need to go, of course, we're you know, about to wrap it up. But uh, up. I just came in. Oh, what are you God. cooking, Mike, in your meat minute? Tell us what you're cooking, Mike. Yeah, it's it's meat, it Mike meat minute time. Everybody has well, first, going in on them, and I don't. I don't have nobody. Minute. <laughs> well, first, um, Dave, my Mike's Meat Minute, of course, I throw out some recipes and stuff like that for people to cook. Do you have anything? What's your favorite meal to cook or eat? Or I'm a steak guy. Just throw a steak on. That works. I'm Me steak. I, I'd eat steak every night if I could. Gas or charcoal? Charcoal. That's my man. Yeah. My son-in-law yeah. finally taught me how to use that grill. I've never been good on the grill. He, but I, I finally, he's finally showed me how to do it. And it takes a little longer to cook, but I've gotten to where I'd rather cook one than go out to eat and get one. Yeah. As long as you cook it right, you're good to go. <clears throat> well, today I'm gonna do something. It's good for like big parties. Do a quick, easy meal. It's a uh, Roman noodle chicken stir fry. So, what you need, of course, is some chicken ramen noodles. <laughs> you, you need some chicken breasts. You cut those up. Um, you boil the ramen noodles just for a few minutes. You don't want them done. Just get them nice. Get them a little bit soft. Al dente. Al dente. Is that what is that what it's called? Yeah, when it's not fully cooked. Yeah. Right. So do that. Um, oh, cook your chicken. Like yep. Cook your chicken some. Um, then you throw it in a frying pan with some cooking oil, olive oil, vegetable oil, whatever you want. Throw in a little bit of peas, carrots in there, mix it up, fry it up like that. Nice and good. Um, you can put 
you put the chicken season package in it from the noodles, and you can also put like um, teriyaki, make it a teriyaki flavor there to it. It's real good, real easy, real cheap, and can feed a lot of people. Solid. I think Randy Elkarai would like that with his uh, affection toward uh, Asians. He might. <laughs> Perfect dish. When I do my ramen noodles, I'll normally use a couple of chicken bouillon cubes instead of using those, those packets. Yes. Because those, those packets, that salt will take your head off. Yeah. Keep it easy. That's my kind of style. <laughs> Sounds like my Saturday nights at the time. Sounds like my first wife. Hey, oh. <laughs> my pizza hot and ready. We could do this for an hour. <laughs> like, I like my wine, like I like my women. Easy to open, ready to serve. <laughs> now, Brad, you know good and damn well, there ain't nothing you can do for an hour. Jeez, there it is. Well, I told you I can go down on a girl for an hour. You're not going to get me anywhere. Or her. Down there, but I'm or her, I mean. My goodness. Anyway, James, right? Is it bringing it on home, Tom? We need somebody to, to run in and do the three count. Right? So next week, right, James? What are we talking about? Oh, James. Yes. Well, I guess next week uh, we're talking about fucking. Uh, we're doing the Sammy Guevara matches. Yes. Two of them. Yes. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah dude. Oh, fuck this shit. I'm out of here. That's what I'm saying too. <laughs> Devin, I, this is gonna be the I, Devin episode. Turning my camera off. Match. Fuck that. Devin centric. Ugh, Next week man. is gonna be fantastic. A tribute to the happy married couple. So to talk a little bit about uh, some things we might be doing differently going forward. We're still gonna do matches, but we're gonna start talking about maybe a specific wrestler during a couple matches, like we did today with Ric Flair. And we're going to talk about our favorite wrestlers. We don't want to be the cookie cutter uh, show that's doing Stone Cold, that's doing Hulk Hogan. So it is really, I know, James, you want to do I Stone you said Cold. Our we'll, get wrestlers. There. we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> but we're starting with Sammy Guevara because let's face it, there's not a whole lot of shows on Sammy Guevara. And, and we, we can only go up from there. And there's nowhere and but up to go from there. Well, then there was a big boss man talk, maybe a little Mortis talk. We'll see what happens, okay? Oh, Lord. Stay tuned. So yeah, that's uh, <laughs> next week's episode is going to be Sammy Guevara, and we're thrilled. I'm definitely be doing it by myself. <laughs> right? That's normal for you. Oh, shit. Hey, oh. It's easier. That okay. cost as much easier. It definitely is easier. <laughs> Coach, got, Coach got Jenna Jameson on his mind. He's getting warmed up. He's <laughs> well, a free game, Jack. strengthened my wrist. These are wrist exercises. Yeah, I gave you $20 I if that was a shake weight. I get it. I have another wrist exercise, but I'm good. Like you said, Adam. Oh, hey. man. Uh, Paul Water, thanks for joining us. We do want to thank you. Socials, please, and thank Dave for being here. Come on, thanks Adam. for having me. Yeah, I man, go ahead plug I look forward to your upcoming episode where your Mary F. Kill is going to be a German Shepherd, a Chihuahua, or a Great Dane. Great Dane all the way, man. And I'm taking well, we actually shot. We actually shot those down two weeks ago. <laughs> Thank y'all for having me. Keep doing what you're doing. Look forward to seeing, hopefully we'll see all y'all real soon. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm definitely up seeing Chicago, definitely. Yes, sir. Well, tell people where they can find you. I'm on Twitter at, um, at RefSuperDavePWD. Nice. And, Dave, I think I speak not only for all of us, but, you know, ad-free shows members and a lot of other fans. 
we lived vicariously through you on Sunday night. Thank you. So it, it, it was amazing. And uh, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. You can ask Bobby from Oklahoma. When you run down that ramp, I literally lost my shit. I really did. I, I appreciate I the support, it. guys. I really appreciate the support. I've I've felt a lot of love this week, and I've 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 really enjoyed it. It's just it's been overwhelming. Quite the honor for you to join. You deserve us. it, brother. You deserve Man, it. Man, it was awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, like I know that guy. You know. It was awesome, dude. It was really surreal. I got a picture of that guy. That's awesome. And he signed it. it. Is. Yeah, you're one over and over, brother, for sure. It's one of a kind. You'll never I see got that a one. Picture. Yeah, I got one of a kind. That's awesome. <laughs> you troublemaker. <laughs> and uh, I guess I am at James L. Cori. You can follow me on Twitter, all that stuff. We are at Kickout Crew for sure. But, uh, you know, I'm going to shoot it on over to Devin. What you got for the people? Uh, this was a fun episode. Cover Ric Flair with Ric Flair's final ever referee, Pondwater Dave, Super Dave. Uh, again, just thank you so much for joining us today. This was a fun episode. And uh, you can catch me at DevinD19 on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Again, check out our TikTok and Instagram at Kickout Crew Podcast. Hey, yeah, I'm going to be adding more clips, I promise. Uh, right now, we only have two or three, but the top one has over 400 views, so I'm happy with that right now. But please, please check us out. Hell yeah. Love that. Uh, you know, like, uh, appreciate the uh, support of everything, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all major podcast platforms and all that stuff. Uh, kick it to Mike next. Uh, Mike, tell the people where they can reach you at. Mike, well, first, I want to say that TikTok, that 400 views is probably from Coach's Sign. He's when I get to honest about it. So let's thank him for that one. Um, you can reach me at Whitaker1028 on Twitter. Um, hit me up with talk. And uh, before I go, too, I want to say thanks to Super Dave. Thank you very much for coming on. And to all the kids going back to school, y'all have a good summer or a good school year. I got my two babies, babies, first year just now going in. My big baby's just now starting middle school. So, you know, all you ones with kids, got ones going in, going to college for the first year, Brad, you know, coach, you guys got them all going. Just good luck to all you guys in your school year. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. Nice. Very thoughtful, Mike. And uh, Brad, you know, tell the people how they can reach you. I am Brad at Yes Man Brad on Twitter. Again, Dave, thanks for coming on today. I had no idea. You just showed up, and uh, I, I was, it was fun. It was a, We actually had a hell of a, hell of a good time, so – um, this is, I, I think, one of our best episodes just because it was on the fly. And that's <laughs> what we're the best at, on the fly. Thank you. Thanks so much. Bye, uh, guys. Yeah, at, Rosie. At Real Coach Rosie. What the fuck? Oh, no, nah, forget about all that. I'll just say one last thing. I mean, Dave, you're great, but Conrad, you'll probably never listen to this, but thank you for putting this all together. Conrad, you're the man for what you've done for professional wrestling and for us. Thank you. True. Adam? All right, well, of course, thank you, Dave, for joining us, making this our best episode yet. And uh, okay. catch me at Adam underscore from underscore Bama. Now I'm taking this time right here to boycott, boycott next week's episode. I refuse <laughs> to be a part of the highest rated episode to go very next week to the lowest fucking episode. And I, I heard boycott it, and I will not be there.
Sammy might make an appearance. Oh, right. Call gonna, him, Devin. Call him. Yeah, we're gonna fucking roast the territory on next week's episode. How do we hey. go from here to down here? How does how's that happen? Don't worry to go up after that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, from all of us here, I do also want to say thank you for joining us, Super Dave. You know, you're always welcome back for sure. And uh I know, man. It was surreal when I saw your name pop in the Zoom, so I appreciate it, man. Thanks for uh, joining us. And for all of us here, you know, when life gets you down, don't kick out at two. Or what is it? <laughs> oh, do kick out at two. <laughs> That's a blooper. Well, hey, you know. Not if you're Jeff Jarrett, you better not kick out That's at two. That's true. We got a ref here, man. I'm nervous on it. <laughs> but hey, when uh, life gets you down, you kick out at two. Because that's what we do for the kickout crew. So I uh, appreciate it. Everybody have a good week. Thanks. Peace.